2021. Is this the last? So I, I don't. I don't read books. This is the last book of the Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, it might as well be, but it, it's not. It's <laughs> book six. It's not. It's the penultimate book. It's the penultimate. That's a good word, Vito. It's a penultimate book. Thank you. Where's that word come uh, from? Uh, I don't get it from a book. Snicket series. The second to last book is called The Penultimate Peril. Thank you. Damn, uh, yeah, dude. Those, oh, those wow. are fun, fun titles. Um, no, it's not going to come out. Uh, George R. R. Martin's going to hopefully not die. George R. R. Martin. Martin Martin. George is that his name? R. R. George R. R. Martin? No, it's yeah. George Armour Martin. Mm. And I you hope know, it like comes a night. out, just so you guys could all stop talking about it and, and be disappointed already. Do you guys think it's going to be good? I mean, what, the the last book, all the books have been really good, right? It's uh, just that you yes. guys don't like the TV show? Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, yeah so no, yeah, uh, do, in all seriousness, book, book six is, I mean, it's, it's probably going to be great. Like, there's no reason for me to think that it won't be great. Okay, so you have I, high hopes for this this book. Uh, that's weird to say because I don't actually expect it to come out. But uh, <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> if it comes out, I think it'll. I, I think I will buy it on day one and really, really enjoy it. I just, I, I saying I have hopes for it is is weird because I'm kind of. It's almost like talking about this fictional conceit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. To give you context, I finished all of the books in one year, my senior year of high school, because I just read about this cool new TV show, right? I yeah, graduated. You, what in, year did you read them? I was gonna say I graduated in 2012, which is when *A Dance okay. with Dragons* came out. So that's the same book time five came out. Oh, really? That's kind of a yeah. Oh, you know, it was probably for the same reason because the show was getting. It, big yeah, we, I mean, we were talking yeah. at the time, so we probably talked about it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we did. No, I would have remembered. Yeah, eight years later, <laughs> book six is uh, still not out. What's the so chances, I, though, that the book is just? The same as as the TV show. Like a word for oh, word, it's, fucking rewrite it's, of this yeah. right script. A zero. I mean, really? Like, a- actually, zero. I mean, he's he's even come like we we've, we've he's released some sample chapters and it, it's pretty different. And he's even come out and like highlighted this is not going to happen in my book. This is a show but, thing, like on some things. But do you think that the book's going to end up at the same? Endpoint as the I don't show. Think it's possible, right? Oh, like at the, at the same, alive and dead and stuff. At the same so, endpoint, but it will be well better written, and you'll feel a little more uh, satisfied because of how he got yes. there. Yes, yes, I think that it is will share happen. elements. It not not exactly like uh, I guess I'm I'm not going to go hardcore spoilers, but stuff like uh, the Night King, for example, is not a thing in the book. It's, that's just a show conceit. Oh, right. I was made up. So all the stuff involving him, you know, that's invented for the show. But as far as what happens with the throne, who lives, who dies, that kind of thing, I think that, at least at the very end, is going to be more or less the same. But mm. like you said, the major difference is going to be the trajectory that we get there. That sucks, man. It's like having uh, something spoiled uh, for you by someone who's, like, illiterate. By watching watch, watch the show, so, sort of, <laughs> but at the same time, they've there was enough changes, like in book five, season five specifically, with some of the major characters that weren't in the show, that are in the book. That there, there's a lot of there's still mystery stuff. There's there's a lot of mystery, yeah. And uh, another point I want to make on that is um, welcome to the Broken Campfire podcast, which you is a bastard. 
It's a video game podcast. You're like Jon Snow. Yeah. Hey, he is a bastard. And we're joined by the um, Game of Thrones writers, David Benioff. Thanks for having me. Um, and uh, something Weiss. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and also Flask and John. Hey, how you doing? I was going to do a joke where you introduced the, the other guy, whatever his name is, yeah, the D. And I was just going to scream incoherently in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, it's David Benioff and then something Weiss. D.B. D- D- Weiss or something? Deb- uh, Debbie? Something like that. No, you're thinking of Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I don't think that's... Oh. Right. Uh, okay. So first off, we're going to introduce a new segment here. Right before oh. the round table. Anybody got any hot takes? Things off the top of the dome? News that you're just dying to talk about? Stuff that happened to you this oh. week that you can't keep to yourself? Shit, all my takes are hot, man. Uh, I actually do have something if you guys don't. Oh, no. You go first. All right, well, my hot take this week is that uh, I'm really disappointed with what's going on with my favorite blog on the internet right now. It's not a gaming blog at all. It's called Slate Star Codex. It's mm-hmm. a blog about human cognition and rationality and whatnot, uh, written by this um, very well-spoken psychiatrist. And he's gotten a big fan base over the years for his focus on like writing clearly, communicating ideas, rational discourse. You know, be, what what does it mean to be right about something? What, what is true and like how do you know that it's true like those kinds of basic questions and uh, I think that the way he tackles things is really coherent and refreshing especially in the world of fake news right now and uh, long story short he was contacted a little while ago some months ago uh, by a New York Times reporter wanting to publish a positive piece on the blog uh, specifically with how Scott had analyzed uh, Scott Alexander is the pseudonymous writer. Scott had analyzed the coronavirus pandemic some months ago and had pretty accurately predicted its trend uh, in the United States and otherwise, and otherwise uh, before the WHO or CDC was calling it a pandemic or anything. So they were going to write a positive piece on the blog, but they found out his real name in the course of reporting, and they said that they have to publish his real name uh, if they want to write the story. And he's like, well, don't don't write the story and don't publish my name. And the guy's like, and apparently the, there was just too much time invested into that project to drop it then. So the, they basically said, we're going to publish the story and it's going to have your name in it. Keep in mind, they, they were running a positive piece about this blog. And he just said, if you do that, or if you're going to do that, I'm just going to have to delete the blog. And they were kind of were like at a stalemate. So he just ended up deleting the blog. So, what a shame. It's a shame. I mean, it's a positive piece about this this thing that, you know, that, that could help out a lot of people as far as how they, you know, I don't want to get too deep into it. But it, it can be a very valuable blog, and it got shut down because of this dumbass rule from an editor that only real names have to go in our publication. I mean, does it have to do with, like, legitimacy? Like, if, if the article they're writing is about some... I mean, as you put it, like, you know, very well-spoken, smart psychiatrist, you know, it lends to his credentials when they're giving him, you know, a real 
name. Otherwise, it's just... It uh, does, but his work I, I stands think, for itself, I don't think and I think so. it's about the work. Yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, Well, Flash just said, it's about the work. Like, if they needed more validation, they wouldn't be writing anything about this blog in the first place, you know? They're, they're interviewing this pseudonymous writer about what he writes on his pseudonymous blog. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've skimmed through his blog before, and I follow uh, the Mott, which is, is it right. an affi- affiliated subreddit? Um, the the Mott, uh, yeah, so one of the things that Scott talks a lot about is culture war, how different elements of culture interact with each other, and he tries to break down in an abstract way, whatever. Um, and culture war stuff can be pretty toxic. So the Mott was created as a place to discuss culture war so that um, ba- basically it was just a different subreddit for the same community to discuss culture war so that they kept culture war stuff off of the main slate star codex page. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I follow that and, and, and yeah, that's right. I follow the uh, slate star codex subreddit. So occasionally I'll, I'll read uh, an article from Scott's blog and uh, yeah, it's really great stuff. So that's a shame that he shut it down, but uh, he said that, he basically just made all the posts private. Yeah, I mean, there's a possibility it comes back, but you know, you would we would have to see some response from the New York Times just promising not to publish his name because if he public if he puts his blog back up, they could publish that article again. I mean, I guess they probably couldn't now. I mean, yeah, or I mean, eventually that story will fall out of. Uh, you know, yeah, out of yeah. public interest. Relevancy. And, yeah, exactly. Relevancy. And, and he'll be able to put his blog back up. But that's a shame that that happened at all. He's being held hostage on his own s- work. Yeah. I have yeah. been seeing a good deal of like uh, positive uh, response in his favor, like on his side against this practice, oh, yeah. against the Times decision. So there's at least there's that. And people defending him and going yeah. on the offense for him. I do have a, a, a hot take, a hotter take than that even. Sure. Hit me with it. It's, and, it's, and it's not nearly as important. <laughs> I got my, my fire retardant suit on. I'm ready. Okay, good. Uh, the 2009 film Triangle Sucks. <laughs> All right. I've never heard of that. Is that about so, the Bermuda Triangle? Actually, no. The, it's just the, there's a boat in the movie called The, the Triangle. I don't. Yeah, anyway. Oh, um, is this a horror movie? It is a horror psychological thriller kind of thing. I've heard great things about this movie. This is a hot take. I'm sure you have, yeah. Um, so I watched this movie back when it came out, like a decade ago, and then just watched it for the second time uh, yesterday. And um, I don't remember what I thought about it originally, but um, I had a lot of problems with this this time. And I feel like by the end of the movie... It kind of like none of the content of it actually matters after you've finished it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but is it a fun ride? Not really. She like okay. So the protagonist is this woman who has a triangle of bad character traits. <laughs> like I define them by the end of the movie, which is she has a weak character, she is unintelligent, and she is incompetent. So if you like a protagonist with those three things, directing their actions and agency throughout an entire film hmm. boy don't then I, I guess that's okay <laughs> i mean she's written that way on purpose or is it just bad writing part of it is supposed to be intentional part but mostly it's just bad writing in my opinion that's the way i see it at least well what's the plot of this movie 
basically she's a she's a burdened single mother who is invited on a boating trip with a group of people she doesn't know except for one guy and uh they're they are capsized and they uh see they they are forced to board this cruise liner that is completely empty and from there on it's like a kind of like a mind fucky what's going on there's some weird supernatural or something else shit happening doesn't that sound like the plot to uh that video game uh What's that? What's that multiplayer story video horror story video game we were we were talking about a couple podcasts ago? Uh, uh, PUBG. Dead by Daylight. <laughs> nah, you know what the I'm talking. about. Uh, you're talking about. Um, I really don't. The Alan Wake. No, Man Man of Alan. No, fuck. Uh, uh, it's Man, a, Man of Medan. Medan, uh, Man of Medan. It's like a similar oh, story, yeah. right? They're forced to. Yeah, uh, sort of. Yeah. Forward oh, spoilers, and abandoned. Spoilers. Ship. That's not a spoiler. It's like the first chapter. No, they they but go the from fuck? their own ship to a larger ship. That's what well, I'm not even gonna play it now. <laughs> Whatever. That's the similar. Kind of fucked up. Yeah. Me and John anyway. play it right after this too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry for derailing. Go go on. No, that's that's my hot take. I won't go further into it. But in All my right, opinion, okay. bad movie. A lot of people like it, so you might like it. Anyone might like it. I don't like it. Yeah, it was All on right. my list right. of uh, horror movies last uh, Spooktober. I remember. That. I had never heard of that movie mm-hmm. until you just said it. <laughs> I have an even hotter take. But, All right, is that I don't possible? know. It's getting a little hot in here. I don't know. Improbable. Hotter, hotter than the sun itself. All right, what do you got? Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, Extended Edition. Pretty oh, good. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, thank God. I agree. Dude, it <laughs> is, I was gonna scream. It is pretty good. It, it is pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, Dude, so you guys all the... watched that last night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, some of the scenes that are extended, just crazy wasn't the theatrical cut. Like the <laughs> Honestly, I like felt like a, that really should have been like the, the length of the normal movie. Like Galadriel giving the her gifts to everyone in the fellowship, but well, like I I had a list of the extended scenes next to me just so I could tell <laughs> what wasn't <laughs> yeah. in the theatrical cut when we were watching it. Like that's nuts. It's like a yeah. ten second scene. I mean what what John said, you know, you said oh it, it it should have been that long, but I think that's the idea. The director wants it to be that long, but due to you know other powers, he has to well, shorten it. It's, the, logi- it's the logistics that they're afraid of having people sitting in a, a theater for four hours. King Kong right. was like three and a half hours. Hateful yeah. Eight was, th- but did you over see the director's uh, cut of King Kong? I didn't. Did they it's have like five one? hours? Really? No, <laughs> I don't oh. know. Is that it? <laughs> I, I never saw the extended Hateful Eight. I still need to watch that on Netflix. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And for you, a commemorative novelty hat. Flatter, right. Vito, I am Galadriel. Those are some hot takes. But this last one, you guys, I hope you guys have a cup of cold water next to you. Or uh, I need to go to the hospital. Cold, cold pillow. Um, All right. Taxes, to move on. Taxes are a scam. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Man. No, not Dude, not shut taxes. The, shut it down. Not taxes, really, but doing your taxes. I did my taxes today. Well, yeah, it is. And it's a fucking scam. It's not really a hot take. Everybody knows this, but it was just it was so ridiculous. I mean, Andy, you were talking in the Discord about how 
Oh, dude, I've been uh, going on for days. Yeah, you were just you were talking about how basically the IRS requires that uh, companies like TurboTax provide a free way to do your taxes, right? Did you say yep. that? So, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I'm, I'm owing money to the government. I feel like it should be completely free. Why should there be any additional bill? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I want to go use the free TurboTax um, software. Too much money. Ran into a snag. Uh, I forgot what it was exactly, but then I went to use a H&R Block free software. And basically, none of the free softwares uh, are available to me because I have uh, my own individual business. So I need to upgrade to the, oh, uh, yeah. the higher tier. So That doesn't I, surprise me. I mean, for businesses... you to be an entrepreneur. Well, I think that's a little bullshit. Like, what's the reward for me having my own business and making my own income? Small business. Like, I'm talking like, you know, like a couple thousand dollars a year is what this business makes. Now I gotta I gotta pay for to do my taxes. A little ridiculous. Um, well, you gotta you gotta like you don't gotta pay for H and R Block to do your taxes. It's just yeah. it's a yeah. it's 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 pretty. I did. I did have to. You can't you can't download all the forms and send it all in yourself. No, no. Um, well, I don't know. I didn't look too much into I mean, it, but I know not, that the like, free forms that they provided don't cover. Like once I got to the part where I was like, okay, but I have an individual business um, that I make uh, income on. They're like, okay, well, this no longer covers that. You need to upgrade to this plan that covers, uh, uh, you know, private business or small business owners. So I, I thought right, that was right. that was that was pretty bullshit. That I, I agree. That that does suck, and that's how they swindle you is that they guide you down the free, what well, seems like the free lane until. Yeah, at every path they're trying to upgrade me. Oh, you need this done? Oh, you should upgrade yep. to, to this? You know. But anyway. We don't got to say that uh, I, I agree with you. That sucks. That was not the hottest take of the day. Hottest take of the night. It was not the hottest one. What was the hottest take? Hmm. Maybe Probably John's. the trial thing, am I right? Yeah. I think it was John's. I think it's time we get into the roundtable, fellas. Start talking about some games. Yeah. Some shows. Hell yeah. Some other things that, because Greg isn't here, we're free. There's no anime this week, I guys. I can say anything I want. <laughs> Wait, I like anime still, though. Mm. Mm. We'll start off with our King of Keeley, John. What have you been up to since our last pod? Um, Pushing my way through the X-Files. I think I finished season eight yesterday. Uh, okay. Still digging it. Don't want to believe. I think you were on season five last time. You, we had a pawn. Yeah, somewhere on there. One guy left the show, and then they brought uh, John Patrick, uh, the T one thousand. Robert. Robert Patrick. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. You're oh, now the name of the show is John. John Doggett. Robert Patrick. Got it. Right. Anyways, he's pretty cool. I'm glad they brought him on. I like him in the show. God dang it, John Doggett. Right. They say that all every episode at least <laughs> they put it in there. Okay. Uh, video game wise, been doing a little bit of uh Star Wars Battlefront two. We all gave that oh, yeah, kind of a download. Yeah, I've been doing the a little new bit of that one, too. Right? Yeah, the newest one. Well, I mean I guess it came out in like two thousand seventeen, I think, or somewhere. Yep, the newest of the franchise. Yeah. You guys uh, all got it because it was cheap. 
Yeah, it was like 20 bucks. I didn't play it when it came out, but uh, I've been having fun playing it so far. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I like it. And it's it's shiny. It's really it, it shiny. Looks, I, it definitely one of the better looking games I've I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's there's a, a lot of depth to it. I mean, seemingly. I don't know. I haven't played a ton of it, but the sure. customization, the unlocks. Is that yeah. the one that had the big loot box scandal? That is, I think that is so. Yeah. Years back? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. But they've taken all the loot boxes out. I don't think there's any loot boxes anymore. There's like loot boxes in there, but they don't. They're they're pretty much yeah. They don't really matter. You can still. Hmm. You just have to like level your character up to get the cards. Now it's not like you gotta wait until you get like the upgrade card for the character you're using. Yeah, uh, it's a lot better than what it was. Uh, and then side set. Oh, you know, today earlier, uh, a little game called Hades. I don't know if you guys remember that oh, one. Yeah, yeah you talked course. about that a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah, it's got a new update. It's pretty close to the 1.0 release. I was going through it today. Uh, it was pretty fun. I'm going to definitely check it out more. I only I only got like one run in. Anything so I need the, to get the, a new controller. I have like a... My left joystick, it always like if I'm in neutral, like not touching the controller, the character just like lists like downwards. Drive me Weird. fucking crazy. Oh yeah, that that's the worst thing. I've almost every controller I've had to. Almost every time I've bought a new controller, it's because of joystick drift and that. That kind happened of shit. in my last one. Yeah, I uh, recently, somewhat recently, I bought an Amazon Basics controller, which is like a it's like an Xbox controller knockoff. I got it for you know PC. Recommend and, uh, it? No, uh, it was. I mean, it was a good price. I, I must have paid. I don't know, maybe 30 bucks for it, whereas the actual Xbox controller is like 50 or 60 bucks. And probably a couple months went by, and uh, yeah, I was having the same problems. Uh, <laughs> one, of the trigger, one of the triggers was uh, just like as if I was pressing it when I wasn't, and one of the joysticks was drifting also. So I, I just busted out and got a uh, wireless Xbox One controller, which has been great. So, oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear I've it. I've heard a lot about those. At the like, I dropped it once, and like something came loose in it, and now it's got like that tic tac sound when you move it around. Like there's like a like a piece of what is it like a Mad Cat's? <laughs> I can hear that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what brand it is. It's definitely not official of any sort. Mard Mard Carts. <laughs> yeah. Mad Cats. Angry Dogs. Something. Angry Dog controller. Yeah. Did Mad Cats shut down? I think they did, or something got bought out. Something like that. Hmm. Uh, um. That's about it for me. Well, hey, hang on. Uh, I want to take a pause here for a second. Does, does Vito sound sure. weird to anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Vito did sound weird there. I, I started Vito? laughing in the middle of what he was saying because <laughs> he just sounded lower. so weird. It sounded I like sound you weird. take a drink or something and you were trying to like, hold back, like vomiting. <laughs> but, yeah, but he's been sounding like that <laughs> since it happened. No, it was just uh, like that. Yeah, well, yeah. What about right now? Hello, hello. It's me, Vito. Yeah, what are you doing? It's just lower. <laughs> I'm not what doing happened? anything weird. You're just like lower in pitch for no reason. It's like you had a child and you got like a dad. You know what, home. guys? It's, it must be the like... Discord because if Andy's having problems and I've noticed yeah. before when the Discord fucks up, yeah, it drops. I <laughs> 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 can hear yourself. It sounds like you're just fucking. It with drops the, the pitch of everybody. It seriously sounds like your balls just dropped or something. <laughs> but like we drop, like you know. It's like high pitch or low pitch? No, it looks like, you're, it's like you're like, hey, my name's Vito, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I like, I literally, I literally had to stop myself from laughing while you're talking about your record. It's like the voice. 
I thought you just took a rough <laughs> I, sip of uh, whiskey or something. If you guys, <laughs> uh, if you guys want, maybe we could. You want to check the file, see if <laughs> it sounds like that? Because I, I, I don't think the file is going to sound like that. I think it's just the Discord. That's happened with you on recorded podcasts where. Yep. You've, you've well, that's but that's a, mostly like that's the thing is is I, I was thinking about Discord. that. I was thinking about that, but when that happens. The voice will just like get progressively worse, and like it, usually, like it'll drop. Snap like you, you'll back. start hearing exactly, and you'll hear like robot voices and stuff too. Like you, there's there's uh, there's signs of poor connection and whatnot. You know what I mean? Mine's still doing that. Yeah, yes. yours is just like it's like a setting on your mic has changed. It's like really? very clear. Has, it's there's not no, there's like no obvious the connection time? problem. It's just a lower pitch. It's not been like that the entire pod. Nope. No, it was like it was during John's segment on the round table where it okay. changed. All right, uh, John, before we move on from you though, uh, I kind of what what all is like new about 1.0 Hades? Like, what is oh, is it just like the, the ending of the game? Like, they added a final boss? And they whatnot? did not add a final boss. Here, I'll read a quick, quick upgrade. Well, that's gonna be for like this, the 1.0. Uh, just update. That, sorry, I thought this was the 1.0. Oh no no no! They're 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 very close to what they say. I think the oh, next okay. one is supposed to be. Yeah, uh, this one is called the Blood Price Update, and mm-hmm. it looks like um, they added some new bosses. Uh, I guess new dialogue for the characters. It says 3,500 voice lines. It doesn't really mean anything Ooh. to me. Uh, uh, That's it looks cool, like similar. I mean, well, yeah. So there are um, in the game like. When you die, you wake back up in this pool of blood, and you're like in this little hub world of like uh, Hades office, pretty much. Oh, you know, sounds like my Saturday on. morning. Yeah, <laughs> and like you know, there's people like Achilles, and I don't know, whatever. I'm sure other, you know, there's people around you can talk mm. to and stuff, myth and people. they got yeah, myth people. There you go. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Um, some new like upgrades. You know, like the roguelite. Your upgrades are based in like. Uh, quote-unquote boons from the gods so you'll have like different builds depending on what gods you talk to uh and i think cool. some new new weapons and whatnot yeah i've i've loosely followed that game because i i know i'm gonna get it at some point when when the time is right and yeah yeah i think they said they expect 1.0 um sometime near the end of the year all right cool I'll check it i'll probably check it out then for sure i've heard that game is really good yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I recommend it for sure. Cool. Moving on, we got next on the list, Flask. Huh. What have you been up to recently? Games and in lieu of that, shows and other things that are keeping you entertained through the pandemic. Oh, okay. Well, if I have to come up with something. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I want to append a couple things to the last episode, first of all. Oh god! Uh, one the the anime item shop game that I was trying to think of was yes. Sorry, was a tear. wait. By the last episode, you probably mean the last regularly recorded podcast because don't forget we've had two ex- special episodes in between. Yes. Okay. So that would <laughs> you're probably talking about episode sixteen. Um, sixteen. Yes. This is episode yeah. nineteen. Wow, good for us. Last episode, episode sixteen. Hell yeah. <laughs> the 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 anime item shop game I was trying to think of is Resetair. It's a uh, an anime item shop game. 
and there we saw that trailer for that game that looked like it, and I was like, "What's that? Yeah, what's that game?" So, mm. Greg, yeah, if Greg, if you're listening to this, uh, anyway, <laughs> he's 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 not. He's not. Oh, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> we know. Uh, two about that game, Ooblets. The, uh, oh the, yeah, I remember this. The, okay. the pastel Animal Crossing with the uh, the dancing people and the, the little animal the, things the, in the town. Very cute. Yeah, um, I had forgotten the reason that that game was familiar to me. Like it was at the back of my brain. I was trying to think. Like mm-hmm. we saw this, but why does it like sticking out? So basically, the story is the Ubuts developers, who are a couple, uh, signed an exclusivity deal with Epic Game Store in like i don't know summer last year um after being patreon funded up till that point uh they announced it in a rather oh yeah condescending blog post uh they were like preemptively lashing out which made the rounds on the internet and made the internet mad uh and they received a lot of backlash lash no 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 they were happy to get the epic deal they were lashing out at the people who would they were preemptively lashing out at those who would call them out on that decision. Oh, okay, like selling out. Yeah, because at the time, exactly. Yeah, everyone like the people, the developers who were joining the Epic Store with the deals, the exclusivity deals, were getting a lot of vitriol for that. This was around um, when, like every every time that happened, it would become a top post on Reddit yes. with like thousands of comments about how how shitty Epic is or how dumb those developers are and or something. Right. You know what I mean? This was this was early on. In the days of those exclusivity deals. Yeah. So they were like out the gate. They were condescending and like uh, preemptively defensive about the whole thing. And they did receive a lot of backlash and arguably kind of handled the response to that backlash pretty poorly. Like they were very defensive and dismissive. It was basically just all a big shit show because like the other side, the the side that was attacking them was also very shitty to them. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. (laughs) and like there was misinformation being spread and stuff. So after my research of the matter, I came away with a position that while it was certainly not right for people to harass and insult these developers, uh, and while it was a good business decision for them to make that deal with Epic, like their attitude about the whole thing kind of sours me on the game uh, that I thought looked, you know, like cute and nice from surface impressions. Hmm. Yeah, um, and I, I totally, I totally get that. And uh, I think there's, there's an, there's a knee jerk there where you want to say like, oh, just look past the the people play the game. Mm-hmm. But I, I've definitely had that happen before too, where like it's hard for me to play a game if I know it's being made by shitty people. And it's like, why not just do the traditional thing when you have one of those deals and just say nothing? Like, there's a reason why right. everybody says nothing and they just take the criticism as it comes. You know what I mean? It's going to come. Because the criticism pass. doesn't matter to them. It's just like, yeah. it's good for them. <laughs> yeah. And but, it's not like they have that much to defend, really. I mean, most of the criticism is just like sort of. Right. Well, that's what I was going to ask. What is the actual, what hurts fans when a game they like becomes like an epic exclusive for example they have People to download the epic launcher the player they come up, yeah i mean i don't give a shit you do whatever you do to get money but like that yeah. is the argument it's like i'm sure it's hard enough to be a small time video game developer and you get a big sh- big shot like having 
you know, Epic launch your game on their store, I'd, I'd do it. I'd do yeah, it. But I, I think, don't want to download think, um, another launcher, which I usually again, don't, to be honest. Well, I'm like, I am. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta contextualize this from within, from when this was all starting to. And I think the attitudes in 2020 today are a lot more mellowed out about things being on different launchers so. than they were then. But back then, that was like when people were, you would have comments upvoted to Reddit, thousand like. 10 gold, 2 platinum, whatever, every time this happens, talking about how EA is such a shitty company and you shouldn't you shouldn't trust EA and you shouldn't give them your money and all these developers are go, are morally bankrupt because they're going with EA. Uh, of course, now we know now that EA was just literally giving them... Or sorry, not EA. I've been saying EA this whole time. It's Epic. Epic. Of course. Now we know now that Epic was just literally giving them a better deal. You know what I mean? That was a Freudian slip. <laughs> it was just at the time it felt I was, I was to everyone like Epic was snapping up all these properties that you were interested in, and like now you had to use their product or else you literally couldn't play the game for a year. Yeah, like, but so it just felt no. Like it turns out that they're Steam taking just away takes the like thirty percent of the profit or something like that. Like yeah. Well, yeah. and around that time there were, and I can't remember the exact games. There were a few games that were announced originally for Steam and people pre-ordered oh, yes, them, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they were you know. Epic gave them money and they took it off Steam. So people were people weren't uh, like uh, you know mad about that at the time. But this, I mean, this wasn't. I don't believe this was that it, kind it of. Just, I mean, in this case, they were Patreon funded up until they just announced the Epic deal out of nowhere without talking to their. I, I, I don't know so, if they talked um, to their. What know, happens supporters. in that scenario? I mean, so that's that's. It wasn't where... like they were being promised the game in exchange for Patreon support. It was just if you want to support a development of this game. Then you can contribute money, but it's not. It doesn't promise you a copy of the game. It's that, not even like yeah, exactly. it's not a Kickstarter. It's, yeah, it's not even a Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah, you're literally just so, paying these people because you like them. Like that's all yeah. Patreon is. Like they're they're going to tell you what they're going to do with their money. They're not obligated to do anything with their money. You know what I mean? The impression I got is that like part of their Patreon backers were supportive of the Patreon supporters were supportive of this epic decision because it would be good for them, uh, for the developers. Part of them still felt a little bit slighted because it's like, you know, they made this deal without really consulting us and it's good for them, but it's like a change to the the product we were supporting. The, the deal kind of. Yeah. yeah. And also their, of course, their attitude about the whole thing being so kind of like wonky, maybe put people off too. Hmm. That is a good story. I'm glad uh, you remembered that. But I, at the end of the day, they they have said specifically that they don't care if people buy their game or not. So I guess they wouldn't care if I get you know soured on the thing. I think you that's know, one of the things is that EA or EA, God damn it, I think Epic offers some guaranteed profit mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, They're like well we got ours already, so who cares if you don't buy our game? Yeah. Anywho. That I just remembered that I remember that I looked into it more. That's my sure bit about sure. that. Um, you got anything else? Games um, haven't been doing that much. Uh, has anyone has anyone heard of the Rune Factory games? I'm sure Greg has. I, I have not. heard of them. I don't know much about them. Nope. Okay, they're a spinoff of Harvest Moon, um, mm-hmm. where you it also incorporates RPG elements, so you like fight monsters and get loot and stuff. Um, but then you have the Harvest Moon aspect of like the building, building stuff and, and gardening and maintaining a farmstead or whatever. Um, so I started to play a game on the Epic. Or 
on the Xbox Game Pass called uh, called My Time at Portia. Oh yes, um, I've heard about that game. I've heard it's quite good. Yeah, it, it seemed like a. I didn't know about Rune Factory at this time. It seemed like a Harvest Moon type game with RPG mm-hmm. elements. Uh, it's it's 3D. Um, it seemed pretty nice appearance wise. It looked like Dark Cloud to me, like Dark Cloud Two specifically, yeah. which I like that art style. Uh, I then I found out. So I played it for a little bit. I looked into it more. I found out that it's basically a direct homage to the Rune Factory series, mm, um, which okay. has been going strong for like some years now uh so then you went I, to the source <laughs> i decided because i'm crazy you know me i decided i should you try to play rune factory, rune factory one you decided <laughs> you were going to play rune factory one and then go through the entire rune factory series just so you can play my time at porsche it's it's like, like it's like if i turn play. if i turn if i turn my head the right way and i like close my eyes and concentrate i can understand that you know <laughs> it's like it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch Harry Potter before I watch Harry Potter two. Yeah, but you take it to an insane level. <laughs> yeah, you always do. It. This He's man, this man, this man wanted to play properties. Hitman 2016, so he started playing Hitman the first one <laughs> from the PS2, so that he could play Hitman two and then three and then Blood Money and then Absolution and then 2016. <laughs> Yeah, I still yeah. haven't played through I'm the, the opposite. I, I care more about like uh, quality, the, the most recent quality of life improvements and graphical improvements than I do about like uh, a franchise's story or anything. Uh, like if there's a continuity okay. of story, like, and that's like a big thing that the series is pinned on, I absolutely want to play in order. I think it's I ridiculous guess. for something like Hitman because that's not like at, at, there's just a continuity in gameplay, and there's I'm not really interested in the continuity in gameplay. If gameplay three is just much better than gameplay one, you know what I mean. So that's yeah. Right. Sorry, Here's the thing: if I do play the latest game with the most quality of life improvements that has learned from its predecessors, then I feel like in my brain, like I cannot go back to the ones that are worse than it, because then the experience will be ruined. I think I'm, that's why. I, just true. I 100 percent agree with that. Right. I guess I'm fine with playing my time at Porsche and then just closing off the ability for me to enjoy the Rune Factory. I know. Yeah. I, know. Uh, I just, for some reason, I can't bring myself. Give me the product of, you know, years of development and, you know, successive uh, games, and I'm I'm good. I don't need to, you know, Let me give you see it be made. A counterexample. If oh, I did fuck. this exact thing. Uh, before I had ever played any of the Yakuza games, Yakuza 6 had just come out in English. And Greg was talking about it, so I picked up Yakuza 6, which is, I mean, all the stories are a continuation, uh, you sure. know, from year 0 to 6. I played it, I thought it was absolutely amazing, and then I started to replay the series, and uh, there's still, now, to be fair, the first and second game, they ended up remastering a little mm. before 6, so it was still more modern, but I still thought they were incredible. And I'm playing three right now, which is like around I want to say 2008 when it came out. Still pretty, pretty fucking solid. Right. I, yeah, I, I think totally for some series you can go back even after playing the newest one, and it's fine. But that I the fact that that doesn't apply to all series makes me scared. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> in yeah. my head. Yeah, it doesn't apply. I mean, think about like The Witcher. Doesn't everybody say like Witcher One is? I, I, I was thinking Witcher. 
I personally love Witcher One, but that's just a, I started well, the series it's hard to go Witcher back. Two, and I never felt nope. like I had to go back. I was like, ah, I'm good. I understand the plot. It is hard to go. I'll back move forward. It, it is. It is hard to go back. I mean, the writing is ever is every bit as good in Witcher One as it is in Witcher Three. Is the, you know the writing in Witcher One is great. So in mm-hmm. the writing of Witcher Two is great too. So if, if you can look past the gameplay stuff, there is that there, and that does make it worth playing. But I, I agree that Witcher would be one of the harder ones to go back. I think 3 to 2 even would be hard for a lot of people. But yeah. I, I think I think it's a much softer transition from 2 to 1. Or than from 2 to 1, I mean. Yeah, agreed. All that to say, uh, I tried Rune Factory 1 for like 10 minutes, and then it was like, mm, nah, and stopped. Oh, okay. So I haven't oh, gone back cool. to any of it since. Came I'm, your I'm glad. I'm glad um, that. I'm glad that the first ten minutes of Rune Factory have prevented you from enjoying my time at Porsche. A game which, literally, I, which I've heard is great, though. I, I have seriously I might heard that. Go a, back. I might go back. Okay. That game, but, I think, might have even ended up on the top ten on Giant Bomb last year. Really? My time at Porsche did. I I can't remember if that ended up there or like in the top fifteen, but it was up there. One of the oh. staff members really really loved it. It is a charming game. I I probably will. Put some more time into it, but the, you spend the first ten minutes of Ruin Factory One like clearing a field. Nice, mm. and it's it's just like on the DS you're clearing a field, and it's just top down. And it sucks. That's a that's another crazy thing. Is that you're doing all this <laughs> weird ass emulation? Yeah. Right. Well, uh, you're emulating things that you own legally, of course. But right, uh, I can't imagine playing that on the PC. Eh, I live. I I, I, I mean, I played it. the Phoenix Wright games. And that was fine, but. Mm-hmm. I've emulated for a long time, so I'm used to it. Sure. Uh, but anyway, so that and one more thing, I just want to recommend a TV show real quick. Uh, okay. It just finished its second season. Uh, did I mention this? Be- what we do in the shadows? Did I mention? Oh that yeah. Uh, no, you haven't. But I've seen. Okay. It. I've seen at least the first season and maybe some of. Oh. Season two. Nice. Okay. And season yeah, three just is coming out soon, season. or it's out. It, it is. It is being made, as far as I know. Oh, okay. Um, Did you see the movie? I have seen the movie. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say some. Some may be familiar with. I was going to say I, th- I knew that was a movie. It's based on. It's set in yeah. the same world, but it's otherwise mostly unrelated. Um, mm, okay. It's also a mockumentary about a little group of vampires who live together. Uh, the, these vampires live on Staten Island. Um, and they kind of have an an amusingly incompatible uh, relationship with the human world and with other supernatural beings that show yeah. up in their lives. So the four vampires and their uh, what do they call it a companion or familiar a familiar <laughs> who's yeah. my favorite character on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it, he's kind of like your human relatable character, and then you got the vampires who were like amusingly out of touch with everything. Um, the, the show was such not... an anti-nerd. It hurts. What's that? You're such an anti-nerd. It hurts. <laughs> what do you? What, what do you mean? Just by sitting that? there with you struggling to remember the term familiar. There's <laughs> <laughs> the family. The show is not especially deep, uh, but it doesn't have to be. It makes for an enjoyable viewing experience. Yeah, it's a comedy with it's, uh, yeah, like uh, with yeah. occasional high points. I I think. Like I'll get maybe like one good laugh every episode, and that's enough for me. But the rest of it is just like enjoyable, easy viewing. 
good good background second monitor show. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like the show a lot. I would definitely recommend it. I did think the movie is is better than all of season one. Uh, oh, do you? The the mo- yeah the movie was was perfect. The movie was hysterical, and li- like you said with the show, like I, I think I get like one or two solid laughs per episode, <laughs> and the rest is just like enjoyable. But I, I like the show. I th- I think I need to watch the movie again sometime because like. I don't think it struck me like super funny, but it oh, was I good. I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. Well, I've never seen it. Group watch. Watch the movie. Watch the movie. Um, what's it's the name stuff. of the uh, the actor who is also the? Uh, he's also the well, writer. Uh, Taika Waititi yeah. and Jermaine Clements made it together. Uh, Taika Waititi. Oh, Jermaine Clements. Now he's the director of right. a bunch of movies. But Taika does like a ton Flight of, of uh, Flight of the Concords, Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that guy also do, like, a bunch of famous movies? Didn't he, like, fucking... Taika Waititi is now a famous director. He directed Thor Thor Ragnarok and and, uh, uh, Hunt for the the Wilder People and uh, Jojo Rabbit and stuff. Oh, yeah, I've heard Jojo Rabbit. I've heard that movie was really good. I thought it was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well then. Anyway, that's it for me. Okay, cool. Thanks, Flask. Yes, you're welcome. Moving on to V Money gets all the honeys. Who? I didn't. Uh, I didn't go already. <laughs> I don't think you did. Nope. All right. Um, yeah. What's new with Vito? He's figuring that out right now. Now I've got. I've got some. I, I wrote some. Some bullet points down. Um. Some small things. Star Wars Battlefront 2. We've been playing that with the boys. We yes. talked about it. A lot of fun. Very pretty game. Uh, still working through Slay the Spire. Uh, I've unlocked all the characters now. Uh, I'm addicted to the game. It's, it's you got small. a favorite character? Are you still on the Ironclad? Or? I've only played... I, I played the Ironclad and one run of the Silent, who was super cool. Uh, but I just... I just feel like going in like a chronological order. I want to unlock everything for each character before I kind of move on. That's funny. I, I, I had that thought and then I got to the silent. Like I, I played the ironclad enough to unlock the silent and I was like, all right, I'll try one round. And I was just hooked on the silent and I just did nothing but the silent until they got the orb guy. I also love this island. Dominant strategy. Was, I like poison. Poison. Yeah, dude. Poison man. It's a smart man's trip. Shanks can be fun yeah. too, for shivs. But yeah. uh, I think I I talked about this game last or episode sixteen. But you've mentioned uh, you mentioned you were playing it, yeah. Yeah, game is just so good, dude. I, I never thought I'd get into like games like this, but I, I'm so into it. Um, There's a couple of. It's them got a very games. addictive loop. Yeah, uh, I started playing a lot of Dominion in real life. I mean, I've always had it and I've always liked it, but I started playing it like. Uh, more frequently because I just wanted to uh, satisfy that that card game uh, desire itch. that I yeah that itch that I have. That's a great game. We got to play that together. Uh, what else? I bought a kayak. I bought an inflatable kayak. <laughs> that's not that's not video game related, uh, but I'm excited about. It's that. like a video game in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I finished. Watch out, what? Vito. <laughs> I, dot jpeg um i <laughs> i finished the watchman 
and we talked oh, yeah. about this a bit, but uh, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, I agree with what you guys, I think this is what you guys were basically saying in the podcast was that it definitely... Let's not went, spoil it, but go, but go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm not going to spoil it, but it definitely wanes in the uh, the second half of the season. Uh, that's that's what I thought. Um, once it gets more superhero-y and more connected to the, the original content, I thought it got less good but still still great overall yeah sure uh, um, i, I agree will, of course with uh with with an exception that episode eight is my favorite in the series yeah i didn't right. i didn't uh i didn't have that same sentiment i like the episode with uh wade that's crazy most. you guys didn't man i don't know what, what i literally watched that episode twice before moving on yeah it wasn't like, i, was, I wasn't, finished no. episode I was, and i, I was like oh my god happened. I was like, "Oh my god, that was so good! I need to watch that again. I like watch it again." That's I great. think it's just the way that the way the episode was was formatted definitely lent to that too. Yeah, you know, sure. Other than it just being a good episode. Sorry, go and ahead, we Peter. will uh, we will uh, put out another version <laughs> of the Watchmen podcast, a remastered special edition, if you will, with Vito inserted saying, "Yeah, yeah, I agree. nah, nah." <laughs> coming soon Um, uh, then uh, we've been trying to play Divinity 2 really badly uh, because they released (laughs) new content Four Relics of Revelon I think it's called Uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right but yeah Four Relics of Revelon and basically it's just it introduces four new armor sets to the game that could be acquired through quest lines that span the campaign uh but i mean that we've been we've been playing that regularly anyway and uh we started another playthrough which is like playthrough number like seven for some of us and uh we're we've just modded it heavily and we're playing with uh more than the uh the normal four players we're using a mod that lets us play with more than four players but um We've been having difficulty because the update kind of broke some of the mods. Uh, but we're gonna sucks. To... Yeah, yeah, it does suck. But you know what? Overall, it's just so amazing how much content. I, I I can't recommend this game enough to people. How much content the game had, the base game, and then how much life you get out of the game from these mods. Uh, it's just insane. I mean, th- these overhaul For mods sure. completely changed the game. So. Uh, yeah, and then uh, lastly, The Last of Us Two. <laughs> nice. Um, I have not beaten it yet. I want to guess that I'm like halfway through, maybe a little bit less than uh, halfway through the game. Mm-hmm. I won't. I won't talk any spoilers. Greg's beat it. I'm sure by the next. Here. He's not here, but I'm sure that's that's fine. I'm sure by the next podcast we'll both have a beat. Maybe we could do our own. Uh, Last of Us Two chat, or or just talk about it. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I, I've heard the I've heard the game gets really shitty around when you find out Ellie is an alien. Right, <sighs> right. I wasn't surprised though. Um, it's kind of an intelligence thing, I guess. But okay, so let's not talk. I don't. I so this game was spoiled for the world uh, before it was released. I did not read anything because I really like the game. I don't like spoilers, so I don't know anything. Um, so don't spoil anything for me. But from mm-hmm. my understanding, 
the leak was extremely controversial. And then it seemed that whatever people were reading in that leak, they were really unhappy with. Um, and yeah, we talked just, about that. We're, yeah, we're just disappointed with it. And I'm just really confused because where I'm at in the game, uh, there's nothing that should be controversial. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you straight up. I mean, I don't, I don't feel right. Um, uh, uh, talk. Uh, 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 Vito, um, maybe, maybe I can help you out a lot and say that I think it's uh, fair to say from what I've gathered, both from the reviews I've read and the stuff I see people playing online, is that the first half of the game is like unambiguously great. Like everybody just agrees on that. And the problems with the story and everything, all that, don't pop up until the second half of the game. Okay, so, so I think that's it's what totally possible that you just have not experienced the controversial content yet. Like okay. they, I haven't played the game either, so I don't know if the leak matched up to reality or not, or anything like that. You know what I mean? Okay, but you do you read the leaks though? I read the leaks, yes. Okay, and I, 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 I don't believe any of it. The was leaks wrong. and the real ending. Yeah, so that that's what I was wondering if if the stuff that people was upset about is in like the second half because I don't see anything wrong with the game. Yet. I think that from what I've heard, people do. I mean, can people are complaining about the entire game? So a lot of people they also don't like things that happen in the first half. But I, I I also have heard yeah the second half gets uh, a little discombobulated. Um, huh. But I mean, I've also I mean I've heard some people say it hasn't. So this really does seem to just be a divisive game. Yeah, I mean, uh, so or, far, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't see uh, what's not to like. It, it's more Last of Us. I loved Last of Us One. The gameplay hasn't really changed much. Um, you know, it's got a fresh coat of paint. There's so new. Complaint I've heard. I, I think I can. Uh, I think I, I can see that as a complaint. That, I think I could say say something that only Flask might get. But Flask, the the general tenor of the comments I'm reading online is giving me. A spec ops the line feel. Hmm. We can talk about I that later. Thought about that. Ah, uh, I guess sort I'll, of, I'll, sort I'll of. find out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so far, you know, I, I'll say overall, it does feel like I'm. Ha- I'm just happy there's more. There's more Last of Us, but it does feel like the story really could have and should have just ended where it ended it after the first well one. it's funny you say that um in a thread i found earlier talking about the game I, somebody posted this quote direct quote from naughty dog and they said after the last of us came out they made clear that they weren't making another one and that if they did it would have different characters because joel and ellie's story <laughs> is done hmm. i'll find that quote for you guys to check out but that really that's out there that. like it's it's the, the last of us one was made as a product that was completed and then they were going to move on from it. Yeah. Not to say not to say that that at all drags down Last of Us Two. I haven't played the game and I don't want to judge it. But yeah, I, over, I overall, I don't think anybody founded. should be like, you know, I've heard that people were review bombing the game. I, like I said, I I should just finish the game and we'll talk about this. How many hours uh, are you in? Or how many hours you played? Uh, I can't say. I don't know. Maybe uh, seven, ten hours. I don't know. Okay, I've heard I've heard that the gameplay is good, but uh, I've also heard that some people call it kind of boring, but mostly good. So 
but but also like I said last time, like the leaks kind of put me off of it, and the things I've heard about the game kind of put me off of it, and the conversations around the game kind of put me off of it. So it might be one of those that I just let lie for a little while, play sometime. I don't really yeah. feel the urge. Yeah. All right, Vito. Is that all well, you got? That's about it. Yeah, I, I'm excited to uh, finish the game and talk about it with uh, Greg and you guys next time. All right, cool. Well, I, let you. Uh, I watched the Netflix special Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Just Middle Ditch and Schwartz. I just wanted to <laughs> highlight that just very briefly because I'm not, I'm not really into improv. I think. Improv is hard to get into because it's just inherently silly and all that. But it, uh, one of the reviews I read put it very well that it doesn't seem like they're doing improv so much as they're performing improv, um, which is just a way to say that they're doing improv really, really well. And I, I okay. very much enjoyed it. It's very funny. Improv comedy special. I forgot about that. I was still need to watch that. I oh, it's great, dude. <laughs> I need something to go to sleep last night. I just threw it back on, and I was still like laughing at some of the bids. Whoa! Um, I also watched on Netflix Space Force. Oh, did with you? Steve Carell and John Malkovich. I think I enjoy it more than the forty percent in Rotten Tomatoes might say about the show, but hmm. also I don't think it's very good. Okay. I think it's like enjoyable watch. I think. Um, the big thing is that, like, it, me and John were kind of talking about this. It just has some kind of, like, weird elements to it that I feel like is trying to be absurd. But it, it, the show doesn't go deep enough into the absurdity to land for me. Like, Steve Carell is this general who's get, getting control of the Space Force. And his wife is in, like, prison. And he's, like, visiting her in prison. And, like, they're not... They never ex- they, they never explain as far as I know why she's in prison. Nobody is like, "Hey Steve, it's kind of weird that you're a general but your wife's in prison and you're visiting her all the time." You know what I mean? Like nobody like calls out that that kind of weird thing and he has a very um stereotypical relationship like with his daughter, like oh the daughter doesn't care about anything. It's, you know. And uh the great thing about shows like The Office is making The Office a funny place. You know, and like they use the conceit of the office to set up their jokes. I don't feel like Space Force actually uses the conceit of it, it being a Space Force all that much. That's so it's, weird. I mean, um, it, that's definitely a thing in the back, but like it's just a lot of absurdity on that setting. And you know, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard to explain. 100%. But. Yeah. I thought it's, that every, it's ripe for uh, jokes. Every scene that, um, what is the actor who plays Sonic the Hedgehog? I mean, you know, he voiced him. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I do know who you're talking him, about. Him, Middle he was like Ditch the, and Schwartz. Sure. And then he was... <laughs> ben uh, Schwartz. <laughs> he, he, he was supposed to be like the yeah, hype person for um, the PR person for the Space Force. He had a bunch of scenes with like the, you know, that major or the general about the, the mm-hmm. uniforms. Dude, they kept going back to that like the whole season and it just, every scene was just not funny. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I also did. I mean, I had it in the back. You know, it's funny you said the thing about the prison and his wife. 
So I just kind of had it on the other room, and every now and then I'd go in there, and I'd watch like 20 minutes or so. You would be like, did I miss something? Literally, I, I came in, I was like, what the fuck? Why is his wife in jail? Like, that's weird for a general's <laughs> wife to be in jail, and he's put in charge of, like, a space force. And they never, they never mention it? I don't think <laughs> or, so. Sorry, I they never it. explain it, I mean. I thought I just missed uh, it. I don't know. But, the show is oh, uh, I, what, one, one and done, one season? It's one cool season right now. It probably will be, in my opinion, it probably will be one and done. I don't think it's done very well. But what, what John just said, he had on the background. I think that's the best way to enjoy this show. Like it, it is a you know, it's it's not so horrible. It's going to piss you off. It's going to entertain you. It's it's kind of funny to have in the background. Some of the jokes land for me, and it's got Steve Carell and John Malkovich, and their interactions are usually pretty good together. Steve Carell is like the the general of the Space Force, the one who's trying to get shit done, and John Malkovich is like the uh, the head scientist who is like. You know, they have kind of like a, uh, a well, what's the, what's the word, like a friendly rivalry, whatever. Like they're working together, yeah. but they had, you know, opposing personalities. That it's very formulaic sitcom shit, but that kind of works for me with those two big name actors. Um, yeah, not a high recommend, but if you need a a background show, it's a good one. That's basically a, what I heard from the more coherent voices on the internet. Yeah, I did a quick Google search, and here's a quote. Um, I guess from one of the show writers. At the moment, we're just kind of enjoying the mystery around it and the questions that it raises it's in regards to why she's in prison. <laughs> what the, we're having a good time. Why? It's insane. They, we're just enjoying themselves. the questions and the mystery. Yeah, basking <laughs> in it. Let them bask. God. Stop it with your. That questions. actually. At first, I was confused. Now I'm angry. <laughs> no, I'm <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding i really just assumed <laughs> right. i missed something in the first episode or two but it's funny that they just didn't i mean just it's actually care. kind of funny <laughs> yeah it's a good bit um finally the la- the final thing i'll mention oh <laughs> that's gonna be really good oh. here in a second is i'm gonna play a or uh, sorry i've been playing final fantasy 9 oh. i knew he was gonna say that yeah, right. I what, are your, uh, what are your initial impressions? Let's hear. I don't it. appreciate that. So, it's the, uh, the um, just to preface, it's the only. Prior to this, it was the only PS2 Final Fantasy game I had not played. No, no, it's PS1. What? No, it's not. Yeah, it's four discs. No, uh, it's not a PS1 game. I will bet my soul right now it's a PS1 game. <laughs> don't I do it, it, John. John Souls on the line. I What's literally the owned it. Oh, sorry, you you. I'm an idiot. You are absolutely right. It is no. All right. I was getting John keeps his sorry. soul. It's the, Andy, it's the and only John gets one Andy of the, soul. What I meant to say is it's the only PlayStation era, like PlayStation One and Two era. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was I was thinking of like ten and ten is two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but no, it was the only game that came out on the play or only Final Fantasy game on the PlayStation or PlayStation Two that I didn't play. I don't know. Um, the fun, so f- I'll just get off the bad first off. Not the bad. That's a better way to set it up. The gameplay is fine. It's like the probably the best form of the most classic idea of what Final Fantasy combat is. Um, but I'm not really. Uh, most of the random battles are, you know, you can just spam attack to get through it. And I'm really glad the game has a fast forward feature for that. <clears throat> so the combat and all that. This is not really super grabbing me right now, though it's fine. It's a Final Fantasy game. 
but I'm really, really enjoying the story so far, actually. At least the characters. That's what I've heard. I'm really, really enjoying my boy Steiner. Oh. My boy Vivi. Little black mage. I think yeah. uh, the only other guy who's played this game just ran off for his dogs. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, initial impressions, I'm four hours into it. It's solid. I think I was harsher on the gameplay than I meant to be earlier. It, it really is fine. Like, it's just nothing special. It's a Final Fantasy game. I feel like if you've played Final Fantasy games, you know exactly what you're getting out of that game. And so far, it doesn't seem to have anything like a, like a unique job system or anything like that that usually gives a, that, those kind of gameplay systems a little flavor. Um, no, it doesn't have that. But, I mean, I also was not a big fan of like Final Fantasy seven or eight gameplay. And I think Final Fantasy IX is probably better than those two games, uh, gameplay-wise. And I'm very much enjoying the story. So, you know, right now, four hours in, I would put it number... It's, I would actually say it's number two on of that era of Final Fantasy games for me. Right mm-hmm. behind Final Fantasy X so far. But I'm only four hours in. Yeah. I've uh, I've only ever played Final Fantasy X, and I really loved it. So, there's something about airships, man. Something <laughs> about like cities and on the sides of mountains and like flying your airships and shit like that. And like Blitz some of those ball. early cinematics where you're like you're on a airship that's crashing. I think that happens to you like twice in the first few hours <laughs> of the game. Oh, it's so cool. Cinematics the were insane in the PlayStation One. Game. Dude, I mean, whole escape yeah. castle scene where you're going down, like you're sliding Absolutely. down the flag. Uh, I remember watching as a kid. Blew my mind. I mean, obviously, you know, they've aged, but they still look really cool. Like, you know, they're very well um, choreographed. Is maybe the word. Like they're 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 well directed. Even if the art style is aged, I'm still enjoying the cinematic sequences, and the characters are really solid so far. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, some interesting stuff happening with my boy Vivi, with uh, a bunch of black mage dolls and shit like that. Oh, so I'm curious to see where that goes. Solid. So that's really. I've always meant to play say. six and up, but like, I I don't know. It I I know I I will play them at some point, and I know I'll like them, but. I feel like they still won't approach the magic that ten had for me. You know? Ten, ten is the that top magical spot for me. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't totally know why get that exactly. But anyway, uh, I think <laughs> I think nine is better. Is so far, I'm not liking it maybe as much as I like ten, but mm. I like it way more than I like ten too. <laughs> I think I like really? nine more than I like ten. Maybe maybe it's because I played it before I played ten though. Oh, I think that's a lot of it too. Is you know the nostalgia. Like I can't yeah. I can't accurately calibrate how I feel about Final Fantasy Nine now versus how I would have felt if I'd played it when I was ten. Right. Well, like you said you're only four. I mean, you have uh, I think even, like I have more than half the cast to yeah, like still unlock. Right. Right. A lot, a lot of level nope. characters. No, I think it's very strong that I feel this good about it this early. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Nice. Alright, fellas. I think that's about it for the round table. I think we should go ahead and Already head ourselves into a little breaky break. Vito, you got us the break jingle? 
uh, break bit. A break jingle to break get us jingle. into the break. Uh, give me a break. Give me a break. Content strike. Oh, that's that's copyright. Sorry, do something else. <laughs> Vito needs to fill up his whiskey glass. Don't do it. <laughs> Pretty good. Don't do it. He does it again, dude. Another original hit. God damn. Well, ask, have you got enough audio sample from everybody? Does everybody sound all right? Oh, I literally forgot. Have you collected uh, enough sample? Every, everybody yet? talk. All right, everybody talk over each other. Flask can listen to us individually. It's fine. Um, George R. R. Martin hopes The Winds of Winter will be released in 2021. A pandemic silver lining. Spider-Man, George R. R. Martin has made Morales. significant progress on I'm The Winds of Winter. Gran Turismo 7. I'm a ghost. The, games of, the game of... <laughs> I'm a ghost. <laughs> God damn it. What? Flask is a ghost. <laughs> I was trying very hard to read this article out loud. And Flask, you're like, I'm a ghost. just threw me off. Flask is a fucking ghost. <laughs> how, much, how much whiskey are we we're supposed to drink during this podcast? Yeah, I reckon the four of us together would be the smartest creature in the universe. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want to be uh, too arrogant about it, but, you know, but, hey, you just look at the facts. The facts, when they lay out in front of you like that, can't be denied. Welcome back, everybody, to the Broken Thank Campfire. You. Thank you very much. We're going to get into the news, but first off, well, I guess it's part of the news, but uh, it's June 22nd. It's, I think, the second or third time I've introduced the date midway through the Wait, show. Wait, it's the 23rd. Oh, right. It's June 23rd. Get fucked. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm all over the place. And uh, out of time. Any other year, this would be <laughs> E3 time. time, and it's pandemic time so we've been having some weird uh weird's maybe not the right word but there's been some e3 content coming out despite the lack of a centralized con conference right. we released a podcast covering the pc gamer expo last week um we we also have some folks watch the sony game thing yes <clears throat> and we uh i don't know if we had anybody watch the ea thing but i've got a list of stuff that was announced there so first off, I guess um, actually you three watched the Sony thing. I didn't. Yeah. So right. Oh, we related uh, it to you through text. <laughs> yes, you took you, you gave you guys gave me the lowdown. You guys are great reporters. But <laughs> thank you. Um, what do you guys? What do you guys think? Any guy? Anybody have a favorite thing from the show, or um, was it a good show? Well, let's like, uh, let's start from the start here. The very first thing they showed, and I think this uh, was a sour note, but the show recovered. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five coming to the <laughs> PS Five. Oh, thank God! I was wondering. In twenty twenty one, so not not this year, but sometime next year. Uh, yeah, that's actually how they start off the show. I really thought it was a commercial at first, but then the trailer <laughs> started getting too long. <laughs> and it was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, they're gonna like, is it, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto Online Two? 
something crazy now. Just just Grand Theft Auto Five. I'm it's our two, big uh, game PS5. from two generations ago. And GTA <laughs> Online free to all PS5 owners. But I think that how um, generous. Well, no, no, no. I think that's actually. I know this says for PS5 owners. I think it's only for the first three months. It's out. Oh yeah, I, I did uh, hear okay. about that too. Which it's is like timed. stupid. So either buy a PS5 in the first three months it comes out or whatever. When you know, Grand Theft Auto does, who's, miss out. Who's who's buying a PS5 to play GTA Online? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, GTA Online still does insane numbers yeah, of like players and right. money. But like, who's I think buying it's... a PS5 for it though? You know. I think it's more for the people who can't live without GTA Five, who are being assured that it's going to be on their right. next console, yeah. so they don't have to yeah. like go. Do we know any around. of these people? Here's the thing, man. Mm. I <laughs> I have played Red no. Dead Redemption Online, and even though like, you know I've I've talked about its faults, I still enjoy it. And when it comes out with content, I'll play it. I've gone back on Grand Theft Auto Five, like within the last like four or five months, and tried to get into it. Dude, it's it's just chaos and shit and just madness. I really can't see the appeal. I really yeah. Can't. Going back into general pop isn't great, but I played like, my fair share and there is fun to be had. It's just I'm I'm kind of done with it now. It's been years. Yeah. You ever think the problem is you, John? Maybe. I well, mean, if I don't know if there are private servers or something in that game, but like I like I said, I just went to the a general game free mode, whatever. And yeah. I mean, within with no exaggeration, within a minute or two, somebody was already flying over me with a rocket bike and just killing me. It's not like I went out and sought them. It's like I got on and I was just actively just being murdered. My phone That's call, the my, my phone was just ringing for maybe four or five minutes nonstop with different characters. <laughs> like, hey, you gotta That's come true. here, but bring money. Hey, you got I need I got a job for you, but it's not gonna be cheap. It's like it, it was just so much shit being thrown at you. It's just I I, I don't get it. And trying to accumulate money legitimately is just like a chore. It really that, is. I mean, I, I keep going back to why why couldn't I play Red Dead Online? And I, I a lot of it was the tutorial stuff at the very beginning, but I think a lot of it's just there's just so much bloat in the game. Like the game feel like there's so many things popping up on my screen that I can just feel are wanting me to open my wallet. You know what I mean? Mm. Invest feels, more time. Yeah. On I mean, like in GTA it feels Five, gross every time your phone rings, games. feels like an ad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it would and sometimes it is. I'm, and I sometimes think. it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's how they they started the uh, the Sony. Conference. Oh yeah, we're talking about the Sony conference. Still. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, easy, so easy to get on that. They, they bounce back that. though. They yeah. bounce back hard, dude. Real hard. Second thing they showed: Spider Man, Miles Morales, and it looked fucking sick. Uh, so, is this an order? I thought this was going to be. I thought this was going to be a new game. It's not. Right. Um, it's like a half well, game, right? It's like a half it, game. They have confirmed it is a standalone. Well, it. But it's. Um, I think it's, it's an, still. It's an enhanced and expanded. Uh, what I'm reading here is as an enhanced and expanded version of 2018's game. So it sounds more like a remaster. With, no, uh, with no more I, mean, I, I don't know. Maybe this is a bad article. Cause I, I, have, I have also read that they, they did state that it's like, uh, not a. It'll be like the length of all three of the DLCs or something from Spider-Man, the the original one or something like that. They're calling it a standalone game, but not a full game. So whatever you I take see. away from that, yeah. So it'll, I see, standalone expansion. Yeah, maybe. But it, yeah. yeah, but you it's pretty much it. to yeah, a, they can call uh, whatever they want. It's pretty much an expansion. Right, but, but you don't need the, the original song. game, though. That's cool. It's your ODST. It's not a main. Yeah, there you go. Right, there you, there you go. go. All right, cool. 
Uh, Anybody care new... about um, Gran Turismo? No. I don't care. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> it looks fast, uh, racing good, looks nice. Yeah. Are we, we're just touching on the ones that like we have something to say about, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just going through the list, but yeah, I guess yeah. we just go Or important, important announcements that maybe we don't care about, but are Funny. of note, you know. I care about Ratchet and Clank. Rift Apart? Yeah, have you dude. played those <laughs> games? Yeah. I love Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Yeah. Very I've played, I've, I, I would have to look at the list to point out all the ones I played, but I've played, I played, I, there, there were there four games on the PS2? At least mm, yes, yeah. I played yes. all four with of them. Deadlocked included. Yeah. So, yeah, the arena one was. I, I played all four of those games, and I don't think I played a Ratchet and Clank game after that. Oh, okay. I, I played I up through games. the first future game, which was on the first one on the PS3. I haven't played the second two. Okay, yeah. So you or the yeah, movie yeah, tie-in one. Yeah. Um, no, I mean I, I love that. I, those this games one fun ass gameplay and shit. This one looks nutty. Oh, the graphics looked beautiful. Oh, I mean, the goodness. trailer they showed was kind of just like a, hey, look how fast we can load like different environments. Like it was yeah. Ratchet and Clank like falling through these different rifts, and it would turn them yeah. into different environments. But if they're but, doing that in game, in the level, that's then that is cool. Sweet. I mean, and they yeah. they did show gameplay as well, which is one thing I wanted to say. A, a lot of these, not all of them, but a lot of these games did actually show gameplay, which was a nice change of pace from the PC whatever game. we saw the mm-hmm. Ubisoft or whatever it was a couple weeks ago. Where they just showed a bunch of trailers and called oh, yeah. them gameplay, like Assassin's Creed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they showed they showed at least like five or ten minutes afterwards, and it looked sweet. I mean, it looked like the same kind of gameplay you'd expect from uh, some of the original. I didn't play the ones in the PS3. But I had to play the PlayStation 2 ones. And it, it just looked like that, but, but tighter. Yeah. Cool, cool. Of course, the one, that, uh, the one that I was waiting for was Resident Evil Village, you know, Resident Evil 8. Uh, it's just a just a you know cuts or a cinematic trailer, but it's nice to see it. I, uh, yeah, I'm and the leaks and, uh, are uh, it, true then, right? Because that's, yeah, that's what they said. I can say pretty. We've talked about this game actually a few times now in the pod, just from stuff being leaked, and it turns out that uh, most of that stuff is uh, accurate. Which Werewolf's it's not witches. surprising because the leaks had screenshots and shit. But uh, yeah. And is this basically? Do we know from the presentation if um, is this the same setting as Resident Evil Four or what do you like, mean setting? Uh, I think some well, people said the same village area. was similar or call out some things, but I don't think it's confirmed. Mm, okay, okay. I've actually not heard anything that would confirm that at all. Like I haven't even heard people talking about that aspect. Uh, from the from some of the weeks there. Were, screenshots of a village that people thought looked awfully similar to the Resident Evil 4 stuff. And then people were piecing mm-hmm. together uh, the fact that the game also had, like, the witch thing, which was cut. Uh, one of the things that was cut from Resident Evil 4. Uh, this yeah. maybe was, like, a, a spiritual successor to Resident Evil 4. I would kind like of be disappointed if it retread the same, like, setting exactly. That would be a little disappointing. Oh, I agree. I, I would be disappointed if it retreaded the same setting exactly. I guess I didn't mean that. I just meant... You know, if you look at a map of Resident Evil games, it was Resident Evil 8 close close to Resident Evil 4. It was really what mm-hmm. I meant. Spanish land. Spanish shit. Yeah, Spanish <laughs> medieval European Spanish land. Oh, and then of course yeah. uh, Demon Souls as well. Demon Souls, the remaster. Demons of the PS5. Souls. Sorry. Demons Souls. Yes. Demons all. 
I think Brendan actually said in the chat, but he would he said that he thought it was Demon Souls this whole time. I did too. I, I yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm actually shocked looking at this article. That... <laughs> As consolation, I still would get it confused. I own the game. I played through it. I still would get it confused. That it's, must uh, sound better in Japanese. It, right? Yeah, it probably. Demon's must. Souls is just like not a very does not flow very well. Doesn't roll off the tongue. But anyway, enough talking it's about lost. the name of the game. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited uh, for uh, for everyone cool. to get to play it. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's kind of it's kind of trapped on the PS3 up till now. And this uh, remake it, looks gorgeous. I, there's no way we know this, but do you think it's going to remain trapped on the PS5, or do you think it'll it'll get <laughs> released not. to the PC? I mean, I don't intend to to buy a PS5 right away, so I hope not. I hope it eventually does come to PS PC and not doesn't take like yeah. years. Because I, I feel like that's the direction they kind of been going, so sure. I hope that they continue that trend. Uh, there was a new IP announced called Returnal, and. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mostly uh, cinematic, <laughs> but there was some shots of gameplay, and <laughs> I guess we don't know too much about it, but it's some sort of sci-fi Groundhog Day type of thing where you're playing as some uh, protagonist who's reliving their death over and over again on some unusual planet. I guess you're some sort of astronaut or space mm-hmm. explorer. That game looked, it, it looked really cool. I mean, it's hard to say. I didn't. See, I was know. interested until I saw the gameplay. It looks like a 3D bullet hell, which is just oh. not appealing to me. That, that like if you look at what's actually happening on the screen, enemies are shooting strings of round orbs, round orbs of like energy orbs at her, and she's shooting back. Oh, and, okay. uh, I thought the cinematics them. were uh, were pretty neat. Looked like cool sci-fi. It did look cool. Yeah. There was the other time loop game too. Death What's loop. that? Uh, Death loop. Yeah, from Arcane Studios. Super stylish. Looks like Dishonored gameplay with uh, stylized like seventies aesthetic, like Spy vs Spy kind of thing. And that, of course, that that loop mechanic and yeah, Spy vs Spy, opposing spy trying to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that looks really cool. I'm looks very like excited for that. Because I like the Dishonored. Uh, at least the first one. I don't I haven't played the second one. Yeah. We got a uh, <laughs> It was the, the dinosaur uh yeah, emo dinosaurs in high school game. Is that from <laughs> the Sony Volcano conference? Volcano High. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That game looks What sad. was that called? Goodbye uh, Volcano uh, High. Goodbye Volcano High. I I'm so interested. Really? <laughs> I got to say, yeah, it's just so I'm fucking not. bizarre. It's so weird. I mean, I, it is weird. I'll give you that. I yeah. I mean, I don't play games. I, I don't like think that, it'll be. But it's just so out there that I, I I've have played to at least... like Life is Strange and on uh, Oxen Free and stuff. Like I played games like that. Yeah, but, but you never played as a dinosaur though. I never played as a dragon dinosaur, mythical high schooler. I guess. Yeah. So each words. I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, you got him, dude. I don't think it's gonna be entertaining. <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the right word is. I feel like you're like, oh, it's gonna be so out there and wacky. I think it's just gonna be shit. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll say that out now. Like mundane relationship shit with the veneer of something exactly. special because it's got that 
that art style. Strange. You know, we're gonna make Vito style. play when it comes out. And yeah, I'll stream it. We can all play together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, do do play Oxen Free guys or people who like that sort of thing? Oxen Free is pretty good. See, I don't like that it's sort of thing. Good. I just, I just want to. I just think it's this one's <laughs> weird. You know. Have you, Vito? I, I, I just, weird. I was just watching a trailer as you were talking. This, it doesn't even look weird to me. It just looks bad. No. To, to, okay, I could be wrong. I mean, it does look Maybe. weird, I guess. It, it does look like weird. High school yeah. dinosaurs, but like not a good weird. Not like. Yeah. Hold on, let me compare it to this next game, which I think the highlight of the show, Bug Snacks. That's Yo, a weird game. And that highlight looks of the fun show. Weird. That shit is super uh, wacky. The makers of Octodad was also a weird kind of fun game. Uh, yeah. It's like Bug Snacks. You're on an island where. There are animal bugs, like uh, little centipede ribs and stuff. You made it of food bugs. They're food they're... bugs, and if you, the character, I guess, eat them, you partly turn into that food. Yeah. Uh, so that that trailer was amazing. It was just straight nightmare fuel. Um, <laughs> just watching these characters slowly become food, and like it was weird from the jump, and and it would have been fine. It's all. But but that. Oh, the song is great, but that last shot oh. of the the fucking monster like uh, forming, yeah, just forming and jumping at this. That was just so uncalled for and <laughs> terrifying. That's good. One. Uh, I'm a day one bug snackser. So of, of course, the speculation is like that it's gonna be a like a uh, subversion of your expectations based on the tone of the trailer. You know, that would be so awesome. Be yeah, because it was very corny, too. like over the t- like almost knowingly cheesy it looked like one of those fake trailers like everyone yeah. thought that it, that's what it was well you're just gonna scribble out in the middle of it yeah <laughs> yeah something was gonna yeah. chainsaw through the title yeah i think that's a uh, um that what you just said just made me realize the biggest thing about that versus goodbye volcano high for me is that bug snacks is a weird game that really really leans into how weird it is and it seems to it love seems how like weird it's it savvy is. Uh, goodbye volcano. I, at least the I mean, these are marketing presentations, so we got to be mindful of that. Bug snacks might be way worse than it seems, and goodbye volcano high might be way better. But goodbye volcano high seems like it's it's like okay, uh, everybody's a dragon, but we're gonna play it straight with this high school end of an era <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? It's and like it's not gonna <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, it's like okay, here's the conceit. <laughs> And now we're going to have a totally normal game. But it's just like really dark humor. I don't know. I find it hysterical. Well, Especially yeah, if they don't talk that about they're gonna it. they're going to die at the end. Like that's the era. But I don't think that's like, you know what I'm saying? The era is like the end of high school, not like yeah. the meteor coming down and smashing them. Oh, there's definitely that would be an better extinction level event happening at the end of the I mean, maybe it is though. We don't, I don't, I don't know. I'll be disappointed. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe it dinosaurs. is. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> the final you guys should watch the final scene from that show. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Very uh How can you end a children's show with like a nuclear winter type scenario? <laughs> I guess it's not it nuclear, coming. but I mean yeah, you knew it was coming. Do they like say goodbye to each other or something like that? Isn't it like super yes. sad? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a there's <laughs> so like a there's up. like a news broadcaster that's like there's no hope blah 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 blah. Everybody's <laughs> gonna die. And then uh, 
goes back to like the main family and they like hug each other and like say goodbye or whatever and oh my God. then i think it just like pans out and you see like the winter coming in and how does that pass the, the sniff test oh my god what are you gonna lie to the kids show. and say the dinosaurs are underground happily ever after yeah lay it to them straight dude it's almost as brutal as uh id software is hitman 3 <laughs> aka homing briefcase Amen. 3 <laughs> Uh, I Stop love trying the to keep series. us on topic. <laughs> yeah, fuck <laughs> I, <will>. I love <laughs> the Hitman series, cool. and uh, Hitman 3 looks really cool. And I know this is a thing that's probably already known about, about this series, but I just think it's so cool. I have to highlight it every time it comes up. But I, I just love that. Well, yeah, the homing briefcase. But Hitman 3 is going to, if you already own Hitman 1 and 2, you can just load those into Hitman 3 and play the old games with the new gameplay editions. And, and we now know graphics. that. Sweet. Yeah, new graphics, new gameplay, all the new toys they added in Hitman 3. You can go back and play all the Hitman 1 levels with all your Hitman 3 equipment. I didn't and know it, that until you mentioned it like last week. I've never played a oh, Hitman dude. game, and that and, might have sold me on the series. Dude, I refuse here, and here, to do and here, here, Here's how crazy... Yeah, no, if, but if you're right, Flask, you I, actually I don't even, need to I don't play. even want to <laughs> talk to Flask about this. But here's how crazy dope the developers are. They released Hitman 2's f- first level for free. On the PC, which means that if if you buy Hitman One, you can just download the free first level of Hitman Two and play all of Hitman One with the within Hitman. They 2. like retroactively uh, erase the need to buy their old games. That that is not true. No, no, no. You gotta understand what I'm saying here. You have to own the game still. Oh, the okay. thing is, is that it's just each new game that comes out is basically also dropping a massive gameplay and graphical update into the old games as well. Oh, that's neat. It gives you a new way it, to It works experience. on a season model where if you're playing Season 2, Hitman 2, you can play Season 1 as well. And if you're playing Season 3, you can play Seasons 1 and 2 if you already own those games. You oh, know okay. I mean? That's neat. But but because Hitman 2's first level is free, you can download that and you uh, load in the Hitman 1 that you own and play through all of Hitman 1 with Hitman 2's gameplay. Which is not the way to experience Hitman 1 according to Flask. I need Whatever. 2016 experience. I want to experience it the way people did back then. Anyway, I, after, uh, after catching up to the series by playing the previous three or four I, games, I think I think that is where that strategy. I think that is where your philosophy goes from. Like, I can see that to that's just actually holding you back to me. You know yes, I mean? but sometimes you got to hold yourself back. In order to fulfill yourself, back. Right. So, are you going to play through Hitman One, Hitman Two, Hitman Three natively? I and have then, already played and then, and then, part of Hitman and then, One. Given up. I have already played through most of Hitman Two, and then no, 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 up. no. I mean, I mean the the new series. Are you going to play oh. through each of their games natively, and then are you going to go back and play through Hitman One and Two again with the new gameplay additions? And are you going to do I, Hitman One once with Hitman Two? And then once with Hitman 3? No, I don't think so. I think I would just play each game, the content of each game in their game, without like any updates or anything like that. Like, I feel each, like that's so each all... game's content self-contained in the game I own. That's just crazy to me. I mean, you do you, but... <laughs> Man's a purist. And I get it. I, I, I totally get it. But for that pure. specifically, you're literally playing the same game, except they have they've have better graphics and they've thought of new gameplay stuff. You know? Yeah. But it's not the way people played it in 2016 when the game came out, so... 
yeah, I'd, <laughs> I don't think that matters to me. <laughs> to me, um, like I said, I'm with you on about eighty percent of the content for that strategy, but stuff like that, this is, you know, I just don't care. Next is contracts. Hitman contracts. Anybody else got anything from the Sony stuff? I'll just say it. Alright, what you got? Little game called Little Devil Inside. Oh yeah. Shit. It was, uh, I'm not sure what we even seen was gameplay, but it was like an adventure game. Had uh, the, the trailer had kind of two sides. It was like this old man who's in the house. He's doing his old kind of stuffy stuff, and then the other half was old stuff. this little dude adventuring, and he was, you know, I mean, he was fighting stuff, he was dropping bombs, he was running on the fields. Yeah, look, look cool, look, uh, cool art style. Yeah. It had kind of like a don't, like a three D don't starve vibe. Yeah. Was this the conference where we saw the don't starve on a raft game? No, we talked no, about that. That's that's that PC. Was the PC game show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, it just just came to me when he said "Don't starve." The game looks cool. We got a new Horizon Forbidden West, the new Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. I don't uh, particularly care about. Oh, just one of the biggest games in the PS4. Vito, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I also part of did the not care one. for it. So <laughs> I bought it and didn't. I just couldn't get into it. But I also don't. I didn't really care for uh, Breath of the Wild. I don't really like. Uh, I don't know. I like my games to tell me what to do, I guess. I'm too small brain to be in an right. open world. That's right. fair. Um, can we talk about uh, the conference itself format? Or anybody want to talk about games still? I'm good with games. I think I'm good on games. Uh, the only thing is, uh, I was going to mention, is the surprising gameplay of Ghostwire Tokyo, which is that it's first person, like Skyrim magic. Like, it looked like Bioshock ish, uh, yeah. Like oh Bioshock yeah, I did not expect that. I, fighting. I, for some reason, I, I guess I just implicitly assumed it would be like a third-person action game or something like that. Right, totally. There was no demo for that, right? Out. I don't. They showed so. no, 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 no. They we saw gameplay, gameplay though. though. I'm, I'm yeah. confusing this with another game. Um, yeah, show was like a million times better than the PC gaming show for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, some of that has to do with me personally. I, I, I think just, that's your expectations. My expectations. I I didn't realize there would be such a lack of like AAA titles on the PC gaming show. Which I guess if you're paying attention is uh, pretty well known. But I, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Sony show just they they cut out all the shit. They just showed us games, and uh, in between the games there was. Uh, you know, little uh, interviews, I guess you call it. Not interviews, little uh, statements made from the developers, but uh, they kept them short and sweet. They were also. Uh, do you guys think those CG people generated. were CGI? Yeah, what was up with that? <laughs> Dude, I, I, saw, actually I saw did afterwards. Think that- I swear, I looked at at least one scene looking at the dude, and I was like, I, I look right about that man. I went back and watched it, and it is shocking how much they look like CGI. And I really think. Them most of them really look something's just off uh it's like very uncanny valley like so i i did hear a reasonable explanation for this that could explain that away which is all these people had to do their filming like individually i'm not sure we're not sure the circumstances obviously but it looks fairly professionally filmed like the lighting and the camera and everything but you would assume that each of these people had to do it individually because of the current environment uh 
maybe it's due to the like the post uh processing i guess that they did on each person's video to sort of like clean it up and put them against the black background so they're like isolating them and uh have all the lighting be like consistent as if they were all in the same studio space maybe that's why so, i think i don't know that's, that's just that's an what that was I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense um but yeah it, they just look really kind of fake in a lot of instances <laughs> that's probably it oh i did want to mention uh that game pragmata kind of looked intriguing the one with the spaceman and the little girl robot. pragmata oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a neat the, trailer. The sky shatters. Looks very. Uh, that one didn't do it for me. It looks like okay. Death Stranding kind of. Yeah, you got to be a Japanese file now. Okay, sorry, John. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't mean to stop it. Uh, uh, shout out to Oddworld too. Uh, new game, Soulstorm. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sorry. Stray, um, Stray looked good. The cat game with the robots. You play as a cat. Oh yeah, he plays cat. All you cat people, this is your game. This is it. Yeah, your time has it. come. Don't don't fuck it up. Don't hey, seriously. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh wait, so, hold on. We we don't. We forget, I feel like we forgot the biggest thing. We, they showed what the PS5 looked like. We, oh uh, yeah, yeah. That is a, a pretty big thing. Big I, time. You really do mean the biggest thing. <laughs> uh, I commented. It looks like a router. Uh, I still think it kind of <laughs> looks like a router. I mean, it looks yeah. fine though. It doesn't look like bad. But I think it like a cool router. You know. It does uh, look like a cool router. I don't really care too much how it looks, as long as it fits in my little uh, well, yeah. console. I just don't want it to TV. look dumb, and I don't think it does. Like, that's <laughs> that's all I... Hey, the digital uh, edition, I think that's a good idea. I think it's cool. I, I go straight digital. I haven't bought a single disc from my PS4. I just download everything. Digital edition's probably going to be cheaper. Too. I mean, it absolutely is going to be cheaper, too. And there's no way it's not. It definitely looks like they didn't even want to include a like a disc version. It looks yeah. like a yeah. Some people were saying this might pave yeah. the way. You know, if sales are greater for the digital version, the no the one without the disc tray, then you know the next console they'll be able to use that data and say, hey, this is what people want, and you know, mm-hmm. no no more yeah. discs. And I'm okay with that because I don't want to have to go to the store when I buy games. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they Ugh. if they do something. They're gonna find some way to make a disc, like not a disc thing. Like maybe they'll just buy like they'll just sell uh, uh, like box arts that have like QR codes on them that you like scan on your console or something like that. They already do that. <laughs> oh, they do. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah they, they for some things. things. Or maybe it'll be like a little pill that you swallow and you just experience the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You don't want to take too many years. You yeah, put your, know you put your gaming cabinet next to your medicine cabinet. Your real gamer addiction, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like you guys overall liked the event. I think it seemed like there was... Um, I seemed like there were quite a few games for us to be excited about. Uh, yes. Yeah, I thought it was a great event. Yeah, cool. So let's... Uh, anybody else, nobody else has anything to say about that. Let's move on to EA really quickly. Um... Right, and I mean really quickly, because we I don't think any of us have ever Alright, I don't think any of us watched this and I'm actively browsing through the article now to find what I should <laughs> care about other than I'll let Flask announce the big one. Wait, do you have a list? Uh there is a list in the Discord, but uh, I assumed you knew what the big one was. 
All right, well, while he's announcing the big one, I, I think we're all on the same page here. Actually, I thought one, people are kind of, I heard some oh, people shitting on it, some people like it, uh, Lost in Random, it's a little dice game. Mm, yeah, I saw that, that was cool. Yeah, Tim Burton kind of looking, uh, run around 3D adventure game, looks cool. Yeah. Oh, and shit, Apex Legends Season 5? You didn't tell yeah. me about this. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Woo, if I ask any, you'd be really That's into that. That's the big one. Um... Was Star Wars Squadron? Star Wars the, Squadrons, right? Oh, I don't think that. Was that I don't about? know if that was announced there, but we saw a lot of it. It was announced the day before. They they showed off gameplay or something. Yeah. So a lot I, of I, I'm, a lot of flying games between these conferences. I'm sorry to admit I've never played any of like the X-wing Tie Fighter Rogue Squadron games. Wow, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're a Star Wars guy. I know. I just I. I don't know. If All right, well, okay. that's Next cool. Up. We can play Squadrons 2 with you once you're done playing the 20 <laughs> games previous. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's what's going to happen. Uh, I think Squadrons looks fucking awesome. I'm not like a flying game guy, flight sim dude, but it just it just looks awesome stylistically. Um, yeah. I, Star I Wars know. is a great setting it. for that type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. I like the, uh, the customization on your, your ships, you could buy different parts uh, that have meaningful changes. Um, I like Full the... VR uh, support. That's cool, John. Full VR support, huh? I feel uh, like I would just... Wouldn't you just I'm fucking not... vomit everywhere? I mean... <laughs> no. I mean, some people would, yeah, but I, I don't really give VR sick. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really excited for this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I just, I, like I said, I'm not a flying guy, and Star Wars does not change it for me. Sure. I kind of feel like John in I mean it looks cool, but I don't I I see that and I'm still just, you know, my non flying guy brain is like, alright, whatever. I, I don't I know no much about Star Wars, but it just feels like they really nailed the the feel and aesthetic of being one of those uh squadron fighters, whatever the hell they're mm-hmm. pilots. Yeah. Um and that's cool to me. I like that. Um so, yeah. You really feel like an empire. Yeah, makes you, you really, really feel, feel like, like a, a rebel, like a Star Wars. Quadrants. I guess. Uh, I guess we saw some assets from Dragon Age Four. That's kind of cool. I guess I've some only assets? ever played the first game. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it just said work in progress, and like kind of like th- threw a few screenshots at you. Almost it seemed like. Hmm. Um, I really, really I played liked the first them. game. I heard the second game was. You have played all of them. I have. No, oh, I heard the second game was worse, and then I heard the third game was kind of a return to form, but not quite as good as the first. But I'd be really basically the first one is amazing great. and like mm-hmm. a re- like seriously just good top ten game. Uh, the second one has problems, but I've heard a lot of people sort of turn around on it in recent years. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's worth a revisit or a first visit for some people. Um, it's a lot more limited than the first game. Um, Maybe it's better the, without then, the hype of the first game behind it. That's entirely possible, yeah. And then the third game is like a single-player MMO. Um, so if you like, th- if you can tolerate that sort of gameplay, you will actually find a pretty good story there. I so was going to say, I heard it was that pretty sort good. Of like, that sort of repetitive grinding stuff. It's not mm. too bad, but it's, it's you know, it's tolerable. It gets there. But the story there. is good. And then I think the big ticket thing from the show was the new skate game was announced. It's <laughs> not that I personally care, but Skate um, Four. Is it Skate yeah. Four? This is Skate Oh, okay. 
Make skate for it. Is that, uh, a, is that a meme? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I, I was actually racking my brain. Is, is this Skate 4? Just, just people two, in right? unrelated chats, just like uh, deluge of make Skate 4, Skate 4. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't really uh, care about this. Nothing to say about it. All right. So, EA, you get a two thumbs down from the Broken Campfire podcast. <laughs> yeah, basically, I guess. Yeah. No, I don't Screw know. Screw you, EA. Nah, I'm kidding. EA, if you're listening, please just uh, send us a little bit of money and we will edit that out. Yeah. Buy us off. Let's move on into the actual news. We've got Cyberpunk delay again until <laughs> November 19th. The second time we reported on a Cyberpunk delay. Actually, the third time we reported on a Cyberpunk delay, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think Jeez. about this? Does this make you upset? Does this make you go? I, no, I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not upset. I don't get upset about this kind of thing at all. I mean, I long long has passed the days where I've like put a game on my calendar and I'm like anxiously waiting for it to come out mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but even then, it's only a couple more months, and I in in my heart of hearts, I don't expect to see this game until next year anyway. Um, I agree with you. This thing never upsets me unless I feel, unless it's something like, you know, Star Citizen, which I don't even think it's similar, but like if the developer just seems that's, like that's a frustrating they, thing. They're yeah. something's wrong and they're not admitting it and they don't, they can't give us an accurate yeah. date. The duplicity us a, gets you. Yeah, but this is not that. Um, no. You know, the game's been I've, delayed and due to, you know, the circumstances, COVID and. That's fine. I saw some um, some people speculating that with such a short delay, uh, despite the fact that not that long ago they were saying that they don't anticipate any more delays, it's possible yeah. that they've pushed this to coincide with a console launch, and they're going to be releasing a, a next-gen Cyberpunk <clears throat> on the next mm-hmm. consoles on the same day. Didn't they say something during one of these conferences? Like, if you buy Cyberpunk for... A current they gen said console. they said it will they said it will work on the new like they said it's compatible, but this is making I think this oh. is begging the question of like whether they already have like an HD version of Cyberpunk. They said it's compatible, on. or they said you get a free copy of the next gen Cyberpunk. That's what I heard. I maybe maybe that is what they said. I I can't remember the exact wording. I, I don't remember. You might be right. Um. But that would be kind of sus- that would be weird timing if only a few weeks ago they said they don't anticipate any more delays, and they're now they're delaying it to uh, coincide with a console launch. That that makes that seems unlikely to me, but so certainly possible. Just to clarify, so they intend it says CD Projekt Red intends to release the proper full blown next gen version in 2021, and it will be free for anyone who owns it on the uh, Xbox One and PS4. So it's not hmm. that it's it's not that the previous game will be compatible. So I think that's a big difference. You're getting that, a, is, that is a big uh, difference. You're getting an up. But I mean, that's version. also that's also theoretically what the Xbox Smart Delivery, well, always Xbox's Smart Delivery promises. Like that is the whole promise of the Smart Delivery thing. Is that if you is that if a remaster or like a better version of the game comes out, you you can just play the better version. That the 
The promise is that when you buy a game, the best version will be installed on your console. That's I guess awesome. that's uh but that is that a- Xbox has only promised that they have that technology on the new console, you know. What is this the it's future? Up to, it's up to the developers whether they want to opt into the smart delivery tech or not. And I think they said that like I read the article from a while back, but it, it, like they were saying that everything is finished in terms of content. They're just like they're fixing bugs is Yeah. Like yeah. making yeah. sure everything works properly. That stuff just goes in one ear and out the other to me because of course they're going to yeah. say something they gotta they gotta say something positive they gotta like minimize doubt you know make people think that it this is actually the best thing and i'm sure it is but it it's meaningless to me you know they could mm-hmm. they could write anything there um quote unquote said shigeru miyamoto <laughs> uh okay microsoft is shutting down mixer on july 22nd Top stream, well, all streamers have been released from contracts as Microsoft partners with Facebook Gaming. <laughs> so a year ago, a Shroud is, well, Ninja, I guess, is the best example. Ninja signed a contract worth 20 to $30 million to stream exclusively on Mixer. Now that Mixer is dead, he basically just made $30 million and gets to do whatever he wants. Um, during some of my deep dive reporting on this, I saw that Facebook Gaming had even approached all these top streamers and basically offered to double the Mixer contract oh, to get them God. onto Facebook Gaming. So offered Ninja reportedly $60 million for a contract Jesus. on Facebook. And they turned and, uh, they turned it down. So Mixer was forced to release them from contracts. Yeah, it's like when you're just a guy, how much money do you really need? Like, how how, how much more do you need? I think that was absolutely the million. smartest decision, you know, <laughs> because they, you made $30 million. You don't even need to stream anymore, but maybe you like streaming because of your fan base or anything. And mm. now they get to go back to Twitch. Like, that's the best circumstance for all these guys because most of these guys' fan base and everything, it's not, they're not going to follow them to fucking Facebook gaming. You know what I mean? They're going to find somebody else on Twitch they like. Yeah, and I think even like the switch to Mixer caused a lot of uh, people not to move over. You know, absolutely. So uh, there was a graph. Uh, let me. Oh show right, you. yeah. Uh, that numbers. showed the Mixer performance, um, uh, year-on-year growth of all the major Twitch platform, or sorry, all the major streaming platforms. And what we see is that in that year, the industry grew. 99%. So the industry doubled in size. Mixer's growth that year was 0.2%. <laughs> oh, man. So Mixer not only didn't grow, relative to the industry, it actually shrunk, if you if you understand what I'm saying. And uh, yeah, like the, Twitch had the same, basically the same growth as the entire industry. Right, right exactly. Yeah, Twitch, Twitch, Twitch's, Twitch matched industry growth trajectory. Facebook Gaming blew up to 238 the last year but it's also i I mean it's the first year of its launch i think or maybe the second year so that's not surprising that would have an initial high growth and that and it's worth mentioning if i haven't already that is who microsoft is partnering with for streaming solutions now is uh partnering with facebook yeah i've literally never gone to this the website mixer in my life the only the only time I think I'd ever heard about Mixer before was when I the news broke about this big contract some years back. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, 
The next one's... Yeah. So, there were some alleged reports on Twitter that Chris Avalon of Obsidian fame has, quote, drugged and assaulted countless women. Is that um, countless? The, the, I'm quoting the article there. Yeah, like, they said countless. Can, yeah, countless is we a... We tried to count, but we couldn't. Yeah. This makes me feel very weird because um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Chris Avalon, so, you know... Me too. I, I don't want this to be true. And uh, there's the allegations seem to exist purely on Twitter, so it's hard to discern the truth from fiction. Um, who is who is lying about what? Because obviously Chris is saying a different story. Right. Um, obviously, if this is true, though, that's that's terrible and uh, <laughs> ridiculous to an extreme level that Chris Avalon somehow managed to uh, go decades in the industry doing that kind of shit. I guess it wouldn't really be surprising to me um, that somebody in general could get away with that. Uh, and uh, as a result of that story, Chris Avalon has since been fired from Dying Light too. Um, so he he wrote he wrote Prey. Here's just a short list of things here. He helped write Prey 2016, New Vegas, Baldur's Gate, the original game. He was on the writing staff for Fallen Order. Weirdly, none of his Obsidian games except New Vegas are listed here. But he wrote a shitload of great RPGs under Obsidian. Like Knights um, of the Republic. Uh, yeah, he wrote the he wrote the Kotor games. Like, yeah, he's he is. Uh, I've called him on this podcast before, video game writer man. You know, he's yeah. like the RPG guy. So that really sucks. It's hard from our perspective because, like, so you know, we've we've been fans of his for like basically all our gaming lives, and we see this stuff happen and it's like we have no way to 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 separate fact from fiction to separate you know to to really discern any truth from this whole matter and yeah. we can like you know we can believe the allegations to the extent that like if the if it is true then there should be consequences enacted but like absolutely but <laughs> there's no way for us to know we're just sitting here like oh, oh shit okay all, all we can hope is that some. Stuff. All we can hope is that some court gets involved somewhere to try yeah. to levy some kind of impartiality at it. You know. Yep. Um. Needless to say, though, uh, especially since he's been fired from Dying Light Two, I, I unless we just get a complete um, vindication of his character, I don't think that we're going to be seeing Chris Avalon working on anything anytime soon. Yeah, it wasn't even just like Dying Light 2. Like the other people who had been working with him recently were also talking about how none of his work is going to make it in the game and like how he had very little, you know, real input on the project moving forward, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think everyone's kind of separating or cutting ties. I, you know, all I'll say is that I hope that there's a lot more water to that than one or two Twitter users. And yeah, there very so. well may be. I hope that the industry's not moving to fire and ruin this guy's career over just being reactionary. Yeah, over a few allegations. Um, so yeah, well, well, I'm definitely gonna be watching that story. So we'll see if we learn mm-hmm. anything new. Okay, 
the Arkham series devs Rocksteady are making a Suicide Squad game <laughs> for some reason. That's dope. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't really care about Suicide Squad, but the Arkham games have been pretty solid for the most part. I, I, They're great. I feel like I would have rather them work on almost anything else. Yeah, like, just, I mean, I would you know what I mean? Like, like a different superhero or... Exactly. Well, you guys know Suicide Squad from the Oscar-winning film Suicide Squad. I, I know the Suicide but... <laughs> Squad is probably actually a good thing, and I'm sure that in their hands it'll come out a lot better. But I just can't yeah. help but that there's a there's a bit of cringe there. It's like, what? I'm sure really? it's not. I'm sure it's not based on the movie. And Suicide Squad had decades of comic book material before the movie, so All I right. think it could very well be okay. I think it. When, when did the movie come out? Cool. Uh, twenty six. 2016, 17? I forget. But that's the crazy thing, though, is because this game has probably been in development since 2016. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe. games take about five five years to make. Like, it would be crazy if... Uh, 2016. It would be, cra- be crazy if they decided to make Suicide Squad based on that movie or... I don't know. They can't have. I mean, they didn't make the Arkham games based on any of the movies. They just kind of did That's their own true. continuity. That's based true. On the comics. Maybe in general, they saw that. You know, I maybe somebody there saw that a big movie studio was making a Suicide Squad movie. Like in general, that there was going mm-hmm. to be like marketing buzz about it. Yeah, I, I trust them. Uh, those Arkham games are so good. There's a subreddit called Gaming Details. It's a small okay subreddit and it's just yeah, about like subscribe to it. Yeah, it's just like little details and games that you might have missed that are really cool that developers thought to put in there. And to this day, people post new gaming details <laughs> from art from the those uh the Arkham games. So That's cool. I, I think Rocksteady is awesome. And uh Yeah, yeah. I get I get I, I get why games. you're cringing a little bit. Uh but like Flash said, I, I think they go Rocksteady appreciates the uh the comic book, uh, you know. Ultimately, I trust him. You know, I can't see I, them I making a game that's just like you play as Harley Quinn doing a Harley Quinn story. Like, I cannot see them making that game. All right, fine, fine. <laughs> you guys got me. I'm going to watch the fucking movie. You're right, a fucking, sure fucking idiot. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's watch good. The movie, watch the movie because of how insanely bad the editing is. It's seriously... One of the worst edited movies I've ever seen. I just don't know if I can. Stand Why haven't 10 we group watched Suicide Squad yet? <laughs> Why haven't we done that? There's her katana. Her sword can trap the souls me? of the people she kills. Don't I've heard piss that her Birds off. of Prey were better, or was better. Is that what it's I called? Birds of Prey. Yeah. It is called. It was originally called Birds of Prey, and then it was changed to uh, Birds of Birds of Prey and the. Uh, emancipation of Harley Quinn or something like that. It was, like it was changed to uh, reflect that it was a Harley Quinn movie. I still whatever. I forgot. But I've heard it was got good. released. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Deus Ex is twenty years old, and I've attached uh, a really cool retrospective on uh, how that game got made and why it's important. Rock every shot. Oh yeah. I still I'm not gonna. Seen that. Not gonna wax wax on it much, but. It's one of my favorite games. I think it's one of the most influential games of all time. Um, and uh, especially as open world, or open world's maybe another thing, but as like sci-fi first-person sim games become more and more popular, like 
Prey 2016, Outer Worlds, Fallout games, all that. Um, Deus Ex I gave them a lot of their ideas. If you guys never played it, I think it still holds up, especially with the appropriate uh, mods. Or really a mod, kind of a HD update gameplay mod type thing. I played it without the mod uh, years the ago, shifter and mod. I still thought it was okay. That's not, I mean, I thought it was, you know, it was a good game. Yeah, it's a great-ass game. Much better than Invisible War. <laughs> I, I love that the original title of the game was Shooter. <laughs> was it really? I need yeah, to read I, this I, thing or watch it, whatever. When I was going through, I've um, maybe not on this article, but w- some redditor linked um, um, a um, a design document, and like the title of the design document was Shooter Majestic <laughs> Conspiracy, I think, or something like that. By the way, I I made a statement on a previous podcast episode that I just want to like publicly voice a retraction to What'd about this game i said that for for some reason i said that it like wasn't an immersive sim to me when it Day basically sex. invented that genre and i don't know what the hell i was talking about like as soon as i listened to that again i was like what it's it invented the that genre I, I don't even remember us talking about this before. i wrote a thing in the description that was like like uh kind of making fun of myself but here's an official voice retraction like i don't know what i was talking about talking about <laughs> deus ex yeah I, I i said it's like not an immersive sim to me which is ridiculous because it's basically invented the genre and i realized that myself almost immediately after oh yeah this it must have been when, when i played um a bit of human revolution yeah and... probably what a shame what a shame Speaking of things I never asked for, uh, Pokemon Snap <laughs> was announced for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I've asked yeah. for this. I, I, I wish Greg was here because I think Greg was the most uh, jacked about this uh, out of any of us. I have, you know, I, I liked the original Pokemon Snap when I was a kid, and I've always thought that it was just like throwing money away not to make another one at any point since then. <laughs> so. Good idea to finally do it, I guess. Yeah, and the Switch is a good console for that type of game. That's all I gotta say about yeah, that. Really. Yeah, it's a fun concept that I always thought should have been redone. I never played the original. All so. right. Um, there's a new Crash Bandicoot game announced. It's coming in October. Yay! I've never played Crash games. I've only ever played the first three, but they were some of my favorite childhood games. I hear I didn't actually watch this gameplay because I don't care about the Crash series, but I've heard it looks pretty good in Flask. From Crash fans seem to like it. I've heard some some quibbles about the like, the character designs, but I haven't really heard that much talk about like the what the gameplay looks like. Hmm. But pe- some people are definitely saying like, oh, it looks kind of like a return to form. And they okay. the who's developing this? Oh gosh, put me on the spot here. Sorry. Um, so act no i don't know this developer whoever they are i think is saying that like they're basically ignoring everything in between crash 3 and now so this is like supposed to be basically crash 4 like the all the in-between games not made by naughty dog never actually happened oh it's developed by toys for bob 
Oh, did they do the did they do the remaster? I think they might have done the remaster. Um Yes, yes. They did they did both Spyro Reignited and the Crash Bandicoot Insane okay, trilogy. Yeah. I think they I think they could have a handle on it. I mean I know I heard some like little control uh problems that might have been in the remaster of Crash, but uh generally I think they could handle it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, no. Um I played a bit of the Spyro Reignited trilogy, I loved it. Um, I played that first. I, one. I realized nice. that they were just basically remastering that game, but uh, they seem to put a lot of love into it. So yeah, be cool. Be cool to see what they do with, and hopefully, since Crash, since Spire Reignited came a year after Crash Bandicoot, maybe it's time we see a new Spire game next Whoa. year. John, this next one is for you. All right, Min Min from Arms confirmed for Smash. Oh yeah, looked cool. Looked cool. Uh, I've never played Arms, and I've only barely played Smash Ultimate. So I've never played Arms, and I've played a medium amount, uh, medium amount of Smash Ultimate. Uh, you been buying all the characters? I've not actually bought any of the DLC characters. <laughs> nice. Uh, I like to look at Super Smash Brothers from afar and admire it, but actually playing the game is hard. I get you. I totally get you. Well, it looks like a cool addition. It's not another person with the sword. Uh, <laughs> char- character looks cool. They got cool uh, mechanics. Cool. It's going to be a good addition. It could be a good addition. It's going to be EA. a good addition. EA, and I mean it this time. EA gets backlash for deciding to make FIFA 21 PC the same as the PS4 and Xbox versions. Oh my god. How could so, they do uh, this to me? I, I, I. Okay, first off, I can't imagine there's a, a whole lot of people playing FIFA on the PC. I feel like FIFA is definitely one of those things that console players do way more than like sports games in general. Like that, it's way more of a that's console thing than anything else. At least that's my impression exactly. Yeah, but it is gamers. weird if you're going to have a next gen version of the game to <laughs> release the old gen version on PC. Like, why not? Me, you know, it's weird that it wouldn't just be like the most updated, like under the hood version of the game. Yeah, does seem. I mean, presumably it's like almost the same game. It's just a graphics. I don't know. Maybe you know, I'm not a big FIFA head. Maybe I'm I'm missing something. Usually, PC leads the pack in terms of like the the version of the game that you have. That's the idea, yeah. And finally, last new story of the night, the Guinness World Records has unanimously voted. Um, I don't know how many people are on that committee, but they all said yes to reinstating Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong and Pac-Man records. Bullshit. What? Yeah, Isn't I'm he a say, big fat cheater? Yeah, dude. It's bullshit. And if you read the test of... Like, if you read the testimonials in there. So they said they had new evidence and everything. They don't tell us what the new evidence is. They included some testimonials and like somebody was like who worked at Twin Galaxies like it is simply impossible that there could have been a main a main board in that machine. It is just not possible. And it's like what what are you talking about? People like that's how they caught him is that people did yeah. that and like showed on video how to do that and how he did it and like proved yeah. That, like, what he did could only have been done with that. 
Yeah, he got caught because it was like a, like a frame issue could be spotted, right? Or something? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the game loaded differently yeah. than yeah would in a normal cabinet. But I, I also heard that um, he's in the middle of trying to sue a bunch of people, and people think that's why Guinness backed down because they didn't want to be part of the lawsuit or didn't something. Didn't want to be caught in the lawsuit. I uh, see. Fucking coward. bullshit, Fuck yeah. you, Billy Mitchell. Fuck you, Guinness. Yeah, fuck you, Billy Mitchell. Cowards. I don't like that. It's it's so crazy to me. Like yeah, the story there was one di- on. there was one speedrunner in the community that was a voicing in support, or not one. Not yeah, no, it was a speedrunner in the community that was voicing support for Billy Mitchell, and uh, it was like another guy who had had world records and then oh, was Todd caught Rogers. cheating with emulators. Yeah, Todd Rogers. <laughs> that's who it was. Yeah, also yeah. a fucking embarrassment. Yeah, it's a whole different guy. Yeah, yeah. You, when Todd Rogers is the only guy in your corner, and that weird fucking referee at Twin Galaxies, what was his name, Walter Mondale or something like Walter that? Walter Day. Like, Walter Day, yeah. Like, God. Fun, fun fact about Todd Rogers is one of his one of his uh, biggest records is for this game called like Hot Rod, or it's like a. At a that is Atari, the record that he got caught cheating on. Yeah, a racing game. And the thing is, his record that he had in the book for like twenty years, like. They they took the game apart like and then did it like frame by frame like trying to play. It's, with, like, it's uh, literally it's, impossible. Yeah, the score he claimed is actually impossible. They talk like <laughs> the people who made the game. They're like, yeah, you can't do that. It's just not. And he's never been able to recreate it live, ever. Uh, but somehow, you know, that's that's the guy that that. That's that generally something that speedrunners can do, by the way, is yeah. recreate their close. Yeah, it's like a twenty-something exactly. year old them. like fucking record too. You know, it's not like you know. It's something new. Yeah. So the the whole speed running, uh, you know, fucking, it, it's it's all corrupt. I think Twin Galaxies might be under new management, or someone might have bought them a couple of years ago or something. I don't think Walter Day owns them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, better Billy or worse, Mitchell, I don't know. Billy Mitchell's a bad man, but uh, I'm so glad he exists. He's just the silliest person. Yeah, yeah I do love King of Kong. That's one of my. I was gonna I mean, say I'm gonna give my full unequivocal recommendation for King of Kong: A Fistful of Quarters. Such a great documentary. Do you guys uh, know Billy Mitchell has a hot sauce? Of course, Hell yeah, it's dude. In the documentary. It's in the documentary. He's got a restaurant yeah. too. Ricky's Hot Sauce. World. Do you famous. guys, uh, you guys know it. what it says on Billy Mitchell's phone every morning when he turns it on? The wake up message. Oh, it says never surrender. The, uh, Right, never yeah, surrender, never surrender right? <laughs> <laughs> I can admire that. You know, he's not a victim. You know who else him. never surrenders? Broken Fire Podcast. <laughs> Broken Fire Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, they don't <laughs> surrender. Those guys are pretty badass. <laughs> now, if what about guys, us? If you guys are a big fan of that Broken Fire <laughs> Podcast, I recommend you guys go to the YouTube channel. At youtube.com slash broken campfire. I know it's weird. It's a different name. But <laughs> <laughs> there you'll see all of our latest YouTube content. Um, just a heads up. We've recently released a couple special episodes. Uh, we released a, a Watchmen discussion. So if you've seen the HBO show, be sure to check that out with me and Flash talking over it. Um, and like we said <laughs> earlier, if you want to hear talking about it, not over it. And was um, like really just a commentary. Like we said earlier, if you want to hear more about what we set up or what we thought about the PC gaming showcase, the PC gamer PC gaming showcase for PC gamers, then Game. check out 
episode 18 of the podcast. And uh, finally, if you'd like to send us some feedback, some of your opinions on Subway and other associated fast food restaurants or other things we talk about, you can do so at brokencampfire at gmail.com. And all that being said, um, please follow at Garquin93 and uh, tell Greg that you hope that he heals from his headache soon. He'll really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. It's just he's a normal headache. All right. but he'll probably Amen. like that. <laughs> probably hurt real all bad. All right. Though. You can submit your fastest listening times to speedrunlive.com. All right. Uh, I've got a clock in front of me. On the count of three, uh, all of you guys are going to start intro or exiting the show. So, one, two, three. That Thanks broken fire camp, camp passed. There Thanks will be more Life is Strange too for listening to us in 2025. Smoke My favorite was John's. What did John say? I, I, I don't really remember, but... Did we yeah, redo it? Favorite. Did I win? No, I think we're going to play them all at the same time. All right.